1: We are New York, Bernie and sit in the morning, Hawk Radio seventy-seven FBC. W-
2: on a thursday morning keep playing this this one to play music all day today. i don't even want to talk i'm in a horrible horrible mood so here's Leonard Skinner freebird
3: huh? i must be
0: traveling on this
4: is a many places i've got to see alright 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 right, right,
2: right, right, for a uh, great guys stopping by today bernie of course is still out. We expect Bernard to be back on Monday. Don't really have any updates on Bernie. We didn't speak yesterday. And I was having this conversation with Mike Breen, the great Hall of Fame voice of the New York Knicks. What a disastrous loss that was last night. I'll get to that. I was there with Bill O'Reilly. But uh, Breeny, the voice of the Knicks, and of course the NBA, last night was actually an ESPN game. So there was no war clyde Frazier. It was Breeny with Jeff Van Gundy, who was uh, great to me last night. Nice to see Jeff. And Mark Jackson, who was great as well. And I was having this conversation with Breen and Bill O'Reilly in that I don't I don't ask a lot of questions, you know. Um, I get folks, for example, on Facebook, on some of these uh, Bernie and Sid pages. We've got one officially here at the station. My friend Keith Smolin started another Bunch of morons there. My God. What are you folks complaining about? I have no idea. Shows have been great. Yeah, of course I miss Bernie. Of course we all miss Bernie, but the shows have been great. But they still complain every day. Or up nope with Sid, not nope with Sid. Sid talks about himself, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> stupid. Anyway, uh, these websites, they, they start asking a lot of questions. Then I start getting a lot of personal questions, and I don't do that. You know, I'll text Bernie. Well, every day I text Bernie. And, um... Gets back to me, I would say, 95% of the time. If you know Bernard, that is a very high percentage, very high. And um, he's always very, very sweet. Thank you. I love you. I love Danielle. I love Gabe. I love Ava, 19 emojis. But I don't delve into exactly what's going on medically. I uh, gave him a couple of very, very big doctors. Others have helped along the way, both Diddle and others especially. But I, um, I asked him how he's doing, how he's feeling, what the latest is. I don't think Bernard has been completely 1,000% honest with me, and I don't care. It's really none of my business. You know, he's uh, going through a very, 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 very tough fight. It saddens me, to be honest. I didn't think back in December when this whole thing started, when he came into work one day and was sitting next to me and he said, and I quote, my balls are on fire. (laughs) I didn't think it was going to be all that bad. I really thought he had a urinary tract infection. I really did. You know, burning when he goes to make pee-pee and blah, blah, blah. And I think he thought the same. And even when he thought he may have had cancer, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. But I don't know exactly what's going on, whether it metastasized, went to places he's not telling me about. I don't know. All I know is that when a guy starts missing three, four days at a time, and I'm not a doctor. Maybe that's par for the course. I don't know anybody else who's done that. I know guys went for chemotherapy. They missed one day of work, and, and that was it. Bernie's missing weeks at a time. Not because he wants to, mind you. He loves his job. He loves me, and he's great on the radio. But this is what he needs to do to get better. So based on that, I feel like it's probably a little more serious than Bernie has told me and Bernie even tells the audience. But I don't know. All I know is he's going to be back on Monday. I love him. Uh, again, I reach out to him every day. And I, uh, and I wish him well. But um, I keep showing up, and I'm exhausted. And, um, well, I got something going on personally that I can't share with the audience. It's none of your business. And it's, um, it's pissing me off today. That's all I'm going to say. It's just pissing me off.
5: I didn't cheer you up at all?
2: No, you tried. You, you were very good. I got in about 5 o'clock this morning, and I, I spent about 45 minutes with Justin before the show. We go over the audio for the show, what we're going to play, which is, which is fun. And, you know, we discussed the night before, and I tell Justin things that I only tell Bernie. Justin knows things about me. So does Luke. But Justin uh, especially knows things about me that most people don't. And, and you do try, and you're cute, and you're funny, but did you really cheer me up? No, I'm furious. I can see that. I'm furious.
5: Well, a lot of times, you know, uh, there is no cheering up anyone. You know, it's somebody, somebody's set on a Just get it done. on a certain thing. Just,
2: just get it done. Enough of the nonsense. Just find a way to get it done. That's all I'm going to say. Get it done.
6: I'm really proud of you.
2: Why? You're trying.
6: And I think that's uh, as much as you can ask out of a guy.
2: Well, that's true. You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right now. about that. Yeah. Just get it done. I don't care what you got to do. Get it done. Stephen Ross, you know. Owns Hudson Yards, owns Equinox, owns Soul Cycle, But when his best player in the Dolphins needs something, he puts everything else aside and takes care of him. So just get it done. That's all I'm going to say. we got four great guests today, four of them. Bill O'Reilly's going to stop by, of course. That's always a a mega success on a Thursday morning. Rob Shooter. I like this guy, Rob Shooter. He is the naughty gossip columnist. He's been out with us once or twice before. You know where I met Rob Shooter? It's, it's unreal. I've seen him on TV a million times. He's really entertaining and really gay. And um, I met him at a lunch that John Katsimatidis, my man John, threw for Dr. Oz. Remember that a couple of months ago?
6: Yeah, I do. Yeah, when you ghosted my father.
2: That's exactly. Well, you were there, too.
6: Yeah, I was downstairs, and you refused to come see my dad. Well, listen,
2: i got to tell you. I didn't I didn't refuse. I well, love you. Wh- what else do you want to call it? It was too far away. Too far? You mean a
6: flight of stairs? Two flights. Too f- oh, you poor thing.
2: And I was there with, you know, Dr. Oz and John and Rudy Giuliani and Rob Shooter and his daughter, AJ. I was busy. Not that Larry's not as important, but on this specific day, he just wasn't.
6: Are they all here every morning
2: when you're working and putting on the best show in New York? Is your father here every morning? I seem to miss him. I'm here. <laughs> I understand you were here, and, and and I love you, and I saw you that day. But and don't don't get me wrong, Larry. I'm a big fan of Larry. You know that he ran the New York Stock Exchange. Dick Grasso can't shine his shoes. I know that. <laughs> but uh, on this uh, lunch we had at uh, Smith and Walensky's, when Doctor Oz talked about running for Senate in the great state of Pennsylvania. Rob Shooter was there, and that's the first time I met him, and uh, we locked eyes, and in a very homosexual sense, we made love. Right. That's, we didn't touch each other, yeah. but yeah. That's how love works, man. Right, and, and now, of course, I'm on the cover of FLG magazine. And at the risk of sounding really brash and arrogant, I really look very, very handsome. Very, very.
5: Especially in the barefoot photos.
2: Yeah, I love that shot. Let me, idiot, send me, oh, I don't like it, no shoes. Shut, will you shut up out there? Don't worry if it work out on my legs. Don't worry about it, you jealous bastards. And don't worry about whether I'm wearing shoes or not. You, 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 99.99% of you can never look that good in nine lifetimes. And this is the, the messages I get. I don't like it. No Where's your shoes, stupid? Don't Joseph Aboud put that outfit together? The guy's the greatest mens fashion designer ever. He knows what he's doing.
7: Sid, I told you that I love that outfit with you with the with the pants rolled up and the the black blazer Frankie, with the no shoes.
2: Thank you, Frankie Diaz. Thank you.
7: Yeah, that, that, yeah, like I don't care. You should be able to wear no shoes whenever you want. Well,
2: listen, these people are idiots. What do they know? Shooter saw it, and he actually he has this uh, very successful gossip column which he writes, and um. Anyway, long story short, the, uh, he, the headline three days ago was the voice of WABC. That's right. He characterized me as the voice of WABC. It's me, not Anthony Weiner. And uh, he said, super sexy Sid Rosenberg, now a supermodel, as well as the voice of WABC. You would think it was Weiner. I mean, God, the last couple of days, we spent more time talking about this guy. Ain't going to happen here on this show, I'll tell you that. I don't care who he thinks he can beat. He may have beaten de Blasio, but he stopped texting 15-year-old girls. How about that? Spend more time worrying about the race and get off your damn phone. Maybe you would have beaten Bill de Blasio. But he ain't coming on this show, and I'm not talking about him. That's it. That was enough, right?
5: Yeah, I'd say that's uh, that's a good place to stop the buck. Right there. Right there.
2: Right there. So we got O'Reilly. We got Rob Shooter. Curtis Lee was stopping by today because every day is a good day to beat up Eric Adams. In fact, uh, somebody wrote something in today's New York Post, forget the guy's name, that if Eric Adams keeps talking about race, it's going to be a long four years. And what did I say to you, Justin? Don't worry about it. It's going to be a long four hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
5: That was very funny. (laughs) That was very funny.
2: Thank you. Uh, There's one more guest. Who am I missing? Oh, Scott Bayo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joni time. loves Chachi. Exactly. Debatably the biggest guest of the day. A huge guest. Big time actor. Happy days. And Joni loves Chachi. And uh, well, he looks like. Yeah. If it wasn't
5: Thursday and you were having Bill O'Reilly on.
2: Right. Well, Bill Bill always steals the show. But in Baio's case, he was like a, one of like three actors back in 2016 that admitted he liked Donald Trump. You know, there was like three of them. It was a guy that played um, Jagger. What was his name? Uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. or something. Very handsome guy. And it was um, uh, the guy from John O'Hurley from Seinfeld. And it was Scott Bayo. That was it. That's it. Those are the three guys who liked Trump. And uh, Bayo would come out with me and Bernie quite often. He actually spoke, if you remember, at the Republican National Convention before Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. And he's coming on today. He's got some... Um, one-man show or something he
5: does. Very cool. Bob McManus, by the way, was that uh, the author of the New York Post article. on Bob Adams. McManus? Yeah. Do we know him? No, but oh. I think it's appropriate to give
2: credit where it's due. I guess. I don't know. Well, what is he saying that was, so, that was so good? I mean, race shouldn't be a part of Eric Adams' rhetoric? No, but you plugged the article. Hello! So, you know. No, I did. I guess I did, yeah. Well, all these Eric Adams columns that are coming out now, all they had to do was listen to me three months ago. Not even three days ago, three months ago, you were out of all this stuff. No?
5: You were there even before, way before Bernie was. Bernie didn't meet you there until maybe uh, a couple
2: weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Bernie came along. Others are still saying, well, Sid, you look right, but I got to give him more time, I guess. Got no choice. I mean, he's going to be here another, you know, three-plus years. You have no choice. You got to give him time. But um, he's a disaster. He's just a complete disaster. You know, they, they asked him yesterday about Kyrie Irving. So, again, I went to this Knicks game last night where the Knicks had like a 30-point lead. And O'Reilly's going to me, Sid, the Nets are going to come back. I go, Bill, no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, no James Harden. I don't even know who these players are on the Nets. How are they going to come back? Who's going to score points? Well, they found a way. Bill O'Reilly was right, and they came all the way back, and they beat the pathetic Knicks last night. Unbelievable the Knicks lost that game. But earlier in the day, the mayor, Eric Adams, was asked about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving cannot play home games in New York City, Brooklyn or New York City, because he hasn't gotten vaccinated. And somebody wanted to know from the mayor if he was going to change that rule. So Kyrie Irving can, in fact, play home games. And just like Eric Adams always does, he tried to appease
3: both sides and said nothing. First of all, I think the rule is unfair. I believe that we are saying to out-of-town athletes that uh, they can come in and not be uh, vaccinated. Yet New York athletes, you have to be vaccinated. And they also do this for entertainers. I want people to know that. Entertainers can come here without being vaccinated and perform. I think it's unfair. And I'm not sure if a... uh, If a Boston fan created this rule, I don't know. But I am really, really leery about sending the wrong message. Having this city closed down again keeps me up at night. And the message was put in place. The rule was put in place. To start changing it now, I think it was sending mixed mixed messages. So I'm, I'm struggling with this, just to be honest with you. So what do you think? Uh,
5: very weird answer. I don't know. what He's like, oh, well, it's not fair, but I'm not doing anything <laughs> right, about it. Right, right, right. It, I, right. You know, it reminded
2: me of uh, James Comey way back when, when uh, me and Bernie were doing the Midday Show. And I don't, I don't know what year it was, but James Comey comes on and, you know, he makes this uh, like 30-minute speech as to why Hillary Clinton was guilty back then of, you know, deleting her emails and hiding something. And we were waiting for 30 minutes for Jim Comey at the time, the head of the FBI, to say... Well, now we're going to press charges, or now we're going to do something. And after this 30-minute presentation, when he made it evidently clear she was guilty, he said, but we're not going to do anything about it. Reminiscent of Eric Adams. Unfair, but I'm not going to change it. Well, what good is that? No good at all. Yeah. 1-800-848-WABC. A lot of you folks, <laughs> my phone is already blowing up. Great radio. I don't know what's got you ticked off this morning, but F them, and um, keep on doing this. Why do people like that so much? Like you angry? Well, whatever. It's not me. It's it's every radio host. That, and all the stern. I miss all these guys. People love when... You know what it is? People are so pissed off every morning because they hate their bosses. They hate their jobs. Their lives are mired in mediocrity. And they look at me as like this shining, you know... Beautiful, what a life this guy's got. And when I'm pissed off, they go, you see that? Even Sid is having a rough day. Not everything
5: is roses and sh- sunshine, even for a dopey little radio host like you.
2: A what? A what now? What'd you call him? You want to repeat that again? No. No. Uh-huh. I'll give you the dopey part. Little? Literally- little,
5: Yeah. See that's where I felt like it went wrong
2: for yeah, me. That's exactly, it was when, I, it was when I dropped a little. Eight four eight ninety two twenty two. The phones are already lighting up. We'll get the phone calls quickly this morning. Four great guests. Lydia reports. Beat said you do not want to change this channel. Trust me, because I have no idea what's coming up next. I really don't. I could be here. I may not be here. Just keep it right here. At 8:40 had a great time with Bill last night. Go to my story on my Instagram page at Rosenberg.sydney. at Rosenberg.sydney. and I take a nice little um, video of uh, me and, and Bill right before the game. You get the uh, panoramic view of Madison Square Garden while the Brooklyn Nets were uh, doing their shoot around and Bill is sitting there and uh, Breeny to my left and the whole thing. And we had a great time. had a lot of really good discussions about uh, WABC, about radio in general about New York, about my book, about his book, and it was a great time. I've now gone out with Bill uh, three or four times over the last couple of months. We've done two Met games together, one Knick game together. Then he hosted me and Danielle one night at the Peter Luger in Great Neck, and he's just a terrific guy, and he seems very comfortable with me, so which is just surreal. If you would have said to me 15 years ago when I was in a broom closet, you know, 10 years ago in um, Pompano Beach, Florida, that Bill O'Reilly would be reaching out to me to hang out at sporting events and dinners in New York City. I would have said you were nuts, but that's where we are. Well, at least Bill loves me.
5: Yeah, no, he looked thrilled when you stuck that uh, phone camera
2: in. (laughs) Oh, you saw it? Yeah, of course. No, he was happy. Yeah. We just enjoyed some sushi, some uh, jumbo shrimp, and a hot dog. No chicken fingers? No chicken fingers, no, no. But uh, the crowd was great, and the garden is always fun. The Knicks suck. I mean, they just it's a disaster. You know, they they come out, they they hit every three they take. They score like 80 points in the first half. And then the second half, they don't play any defense. And Julius Randle stands there waiting for the ball all day, and no one else does anything. And a crappy team like the Brooklyn Nets, I didn't recognize any of the names in the starting lineup. None of them. They had a guy named Brown. They had a guy named Johnson. They had a guy named Thomas. Hi, Curtis. Who the hell are these guys? But they found a way to beat the Knicks. So.
5: Yeah. well, uh, And then Kevin Durant, you see on Twitter.
2: He, yeah, he uh... took a shot. uh, Because there were a lot of Brooklyn fans there last night. uh, Naturally. Yeah, of course. I mean, so he was saying that the crowd seemed to favor the Nets when they made this dramatic comeback, which means nothing for the Knicks. The Knicks are not going to make the playoffs anyway. But the Nets, they're trying to maintain some seating in the playoffs. They do need the wins, and they get it. At the hands of the New York Knicks. The
6: Knicks are a lot better than they used to be, but we're back in that little hole where the Knicks are just garbage. And when you yeah. go to MSG, you're just looking yeah. for good basketball. That right,
2: listen, but Brian in Staten Island, go after yourself. I'm not in the mood for these people today. Please don't even put them up on the screen. Insana mopped the floor with you yesterday? Did I have a back and forth with Ron Insana? I don't remember.
5: No, it was a very friendly conversation.
3: Right.
2: So I let him talk about the inflation issue, supply chain. How did he mop the floor with me? Explain that to me. You want to explain that to me?
5: I, I it, 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 that's how I feel. What about that? I can't even I, I can't even comprehend what this guy might be thinking. Yeah, Jimmy, but
6: you just went back and forth about business, and you you asked questions, he had answers, and that was really it.
2: Yeah, I mean that was it. What do you mean, mop the floor? Yeah, it was, with it, was, it was real hardy
6: back and forth between you two. I
2: mean, what is he talking about? I was about? sweating back here. Well, sir. you know what it is. People were upset that I allowed Ron Insana to talk. I saw some stupid website. They're like, oh, here he's got Insana on again. As if Ron's not on when Bernie is here. Ron's on with me when Bernie is here, too. Not like I put on Michael Rappaport or Anthony Scaramucci this week, you know. So I put on Ron Insana. He told you how he felt. The guy's been working at at NBC, CNBC for about 100 years. Well, also, economics, too, is pretty cut and dry. Oh, no, it's not. I mean, he he does tend to blame COVID for a lot of stuff, which I think is silly. Listen, I don't agree with Ron and Santa, but it doesn't matter. As a radio host, you, you bring on people with different points of views. And the really good radio hosts, which I'm on, you let them talk. You don't just fight with them every two seconds because you disagree. So, Brian on Staten Island, congratulations. You're the first moron of the day. Here's Jimmy on Staten Island. Line one, good morning, Jimmy.
3: Hey,
8: say good morning, Bernie. All oh, my love. I hope he's doing well. Listen to me. These people are jealous of you. Don't you understand? can you understand that they wish they could look like you, that at your age, the vim and vigor that you
9: have? they can't, He's probably in bed scratching his patookas. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> I do. I do know what you're saying. So uh, I understand that. And God bless them. If, if they if they need something to, to do in the morning, something to believe in, and I give them that. Look, I, I've said this a million times, Jimmy. All the greats will tell you this. Love you, hate you, it doesn't matter. You know? Uh, The guys that are vanilla, oh, I like that guy. Those guys never make it big. The guys that people love and hate, those are the folks that people can't stop listening to. All these people that claim they hate me, I don't listen, Bernie's not there, they all listen. They're not fooling me. That's the name of the game. If you hate me, just listen. You know what I want to hate me? The advertisers, who, by the way, love me. Love me. I bring a ton of money to this station because they love me. That's all I care about. You folks out there, I don't care. Michelle in Glendale, Queens, line two. Good morning, Michelle.
9: Good morning, Sid. How are you? How are you, sweetheart? I'm good, Sid. Today is my last day as a New York City and New York State resident. Oh, my God. Why? Because I'm done with them. They put a homeless shelter in Glendale, and we're done. We're going to Jersey. Oh, what part of Jersey?
2: Mawa. Mawa's lovely. You've got the, uh, the State Line Diner, which I like very, very much, yeah. right before you hit the New Yorker uh, Thruway. Uh, You've got a Ruth Chris and a Morton's not far from there. It is a lovely little town in Jersey. Now, of course, you know, you go from a lousy situation in Queens to one of the worst governors in the country in Phil Murphy, but Mawa, New Jersey is a lovely place. So good luck to you.
6: I love that your mind goes right to food, Sid.
2: Man, yeah, that's all it's all I right. Man, right after about. my own heart. Right. If there's a good restaurant somewhere near your town, then you're doing well, right?
6: Absolutely. And coming from a guy my size, you know that's the truth.
2: You've lost some weight, I can tell. I have, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, John Katz checks in. Make sure you check out uh, John's show every weekday afternoon at five, catch at night. And of course, uh, Sunday morning, the catch roundtable. He's great. And um, I don't say that because he's my boss or he pays me, he is great. And he says the sun will shine tomorrow. He's wrong. I'm watching Eric Adame right now in New York One. It's gonna be cloudy all day. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know he's trying to cheer me up, of course. But John knows as well as anybody that a uh, that an angry Sid is is good radio. See, here's the thing: people will come on every day with that same radio voice. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Burning Sid in the Morning Show. They're always happy. They're always like the Today Show, you know. You ever see Al Roker upset? Never. Believe me, he's a miserable bastard. You never see the guy upset. Savannah Guthrie, she's never upset. Everything's great. She could have a period. doesn't matter. Everything's great. All these shows, all these radio shows, they come out with their stupid radio voice and, hey, 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 welcome back to the show. Everything's great. In the meantime, they're getting indicted in about an hour and a half. That's not me. You know, if I'm in a great mood, you you hear it, which is often. If I'm not in a very good mood, you hear it. That's called authenticity. And that's what radio and TV and all that stuff should be. But everybody's such a phony these days, you know, that um, you'd never know that things are, are not good. But you I, keep you keep it real. I keep it real, and it may annoy some people. But what can I tell you? It doesn't annoy me. Well, you'd never say anything bad about me because you a you do love me, and b you're scared to death that I'm going to get rid of you. Like ten minutes ago, I called you little. Yeah, I was stupid. Who's the uh, clip of the day today?
5: <laughs> um, it's Dominic Carter of on the podcast. It is.
2: Nobody celebrates Black History Month like us. Three days of Bo Snurley, now Dominic Carter. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. No, Dominic is a great, great radio host and a super guy. Dominic introduced me to uh, Wendy Williams, that's oh, why I got on Wendy Williams last year because Dominic, who is coming back, it looks like. How's she doing? She's doing better. Yeah? Finally, today, we've actually heard, you know, the last couple of weeks, you've heard this story that Wells Fargo won't allow her to get to her own money. She needs a uh, conservatory or something like Britney Spears. But uh, yesterday, Wendy Williams said, I'm on the mend, and I may be back. So how about that? And Dominic was a guy that gave me her number I ended up on her show last year. You remember that? Of course I remember that. That was a blast, yeah. It was one of your brightest shining moments. Not really. Oh. Traffic and sports are coming up next, but right now it's the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to my good buddy Dominic Carter, City Hall. It's on the Red Apple Podcast Network. He talks to the biggest names in New York City politics. Download wherever you get your podcast. In this episode, Dom talks about bringing Kendra's Law back for Christina Una Lee.
10: Asomad Nash has eight prior arrests, including punching a man at a subway turnstile. He was out on supervised release. Maybe if he had been held at Rikers, then maybe 35-year-old Christina Una Lee would be with us today. Or maybe if done under Kendra's law, a court may have mandated mental health treatment for the suspect. We will never know the answer to that question. We collectively failed Miss Lee.
0: This is Sid on Sports. Oh my Sponsored
1: by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC.
2: Well, we'll start with the Knickerbocker game last night. Again, I was there with our friend Bill O'Reilly, who will join us at 840 this morning. It was a raucous, raucous New York crowd as the Knicks took on the Nets. At one point, the Knicks built a 27-point lead. And Bill O'Reilly, I swear to you, looked at me and said, This game's not over. And boy, was he right, because the Knicks completely fell apart in the second half as net rookie Cam Thomas made a big shot down the stretch.
5: They're going to flatten out instead of run
4: a pick and roll. Thomas, long three-pointer, puts it in! Cam Thomas with Wingo!
2: He put in 16 in the fourth quarter. The Nets came back from a 16 point deficit. What an amazing call there by our dear friend, the Hall of Famer Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy. The Nets came all the way back and beat the Knicks last night uh, 111 to 106. Is that right? You you, you have the yeah. score here as 111 to 16. <laughs> yeah, not that. yeah, missed a zero there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, for the Nets, it's a big win. They're the eighth seed in the East and trying to stay in it. Tough loss for the Knickerbockers. The both clubs now go on their all-star break. So no Knicks and or Nets games in the foreseeable future. They'll be back on the floor next week. The Rangers are back on the ice at Madison Square Garden tonight. Pressure up their shootout win over the Boston Bruins. They will host the Detroit Red Wings. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and the fine folks at Peerless Boilers. Check them out today and every day dot PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. With sports, I'm Sid. Sid Rosenberg is here. Sid's a guy who got fired
10: from Imus' show. He's a sports guy. Oh,
9: that's the sports guy?
10: Sid fucks up every job he gets. I don't know Sid, but like, but but it's like it's typical. I'mus horseshit. Sid gave a, an audition tape to get that job, and on the audition tape is all this stuff that Sid got fired, fired for, for. And I'mus would tell him behind his back, like, you know, you're doing good, man. Go oh, on there and say out- off the yeah, say, say outrageous. Yeah, off the air rather. Say you know, outrageous things. Go say outrageous things. And then as soon as Sid would get in trouble for him, I'mus would back away.
11: I've I've known Sid for a little while actually, and um, he's 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 a funny guy, but you know, it's it's weird on the radio sometimes. You know, yeah,
9: you, but I'mus. The basic thing is, I'mus tells you to do this stuff yeah. and ben doesn't back you up at all. Right? Like
11: I mean, you gotta you gotta get the, you to the wolves. Exactly.
2: I can't believe that tape is now 16 years old, but it is. That was uh, my first of four appearances on the Howard Stern show. Back in 2006, you heard Howard, Robin, and Artie Lang. I know that it's kind of chic these days, and nobody does it more than my own partner, who I love dearly, but more than a brother, Bernard, to rank on Howard because... Coward Stern, all that stuff. And it really, Howard has become just a, uh, well, he's unlikable. I'm the first to say it. His politics are disgusting. Stabbed Trump in the back after he said many years ago Donald Trump was the best guest he ever had. He continues to stab him in the back. He says horrible things about Trump supporters, of which I am one. I am one. I voted for Trump in 2020, and I'll vote for Trump again in 2024. Maybe not as sycophant as Bernie, but I'm a Trump supporter. Says horrible things about folks that don't get vaccinated. Wants them to die. I mean, he's a jerk off, but um, he's still the greatest radio host of all time, and it's not even a close second. Maybe me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I still listen to his show every now and then when he's got a good interview. So that was uh, 16 years ago. I came in, Gary Delabate, Papa Fufo, had me come in to uh, make fun of Imus, and I told you the story. That I'm literally on the way to the Sirius XM studios, in for just three days from Florida to do the Howard Stern show, and I get a call from Mark Chernoff at WFAN. IMUS wants you to come back this week. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be on the Stern show for one purpose. One, to tell all these horrible IMUS stories. And now I find out, literally, on the way to the studios, I'm back on Imus that week. So it didn't go as well as Howard expected. You know, we had Scott Farrell called in. It was a big fight. You heard the whole thing now? I right?
5: heard that part. That was yeah. pretty nasty, right? That was incredibly
2: nasty. <laughs> that was weird, right? Like, what a weird guy. <laughs> I love Farrell, though. I love him. I mean, you took him to task. Bro. I did. Yes, I did. Anyway, you can. Uh, we'll play more of that uh, throughout the day. Just a uh, walk down memory lane, if you will. And a lot has happened since obviously we got a big show today. four great guests, Curtis Slewa comes up at seven five Rob shooter, very entertaining, coming up at seven forty bill o 'Reilly, the best in the business, coming up at eight forty and actor Scott Bayo coming up at nine twenty that 's a great show. but one of the uh, big stories that we 're talking about besides Eric Adams, Joe Biden, blah blah blah, is this Durham probe into Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is no question spied on the Donald Trump campaign. Back in 2015, 2016. There's no question she did it. There's none. So Durham now is, uh, has at least launched this official investigation. Everybody was talking about it yesterday. Let's start with the very first cut. This is Trump's son. I love this kid. About to marry Kimberly Guilfoyle. They're engaged at least. Donald Trump Jr. on the Durham probe into Hillary Clinton spying on the Trump campaign.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's quite clear. Uh, John Durham has found evidence that the Hillary campaign and people who work there, there's been lawyers indicted already, but people like Jake Sullivan seem to have a clear understanding and perhaps even an involvement of what was going on. That guy is essentially uh, Michael Flynn in Joe Biden's administration. He was perhaps involved in spying on a sitting president.
2: Uh, There's no question he was. Here is Senator Marsha Blackburn. And uh, she also talks about the Durham probe and how basically the Democrats have taken justice and thrown it out the window.
12: But it just shows you the extent to which they were willing to go to throw justice
5: out the window and spy because they were desperate. They could not win this on their own. He should step down and now that they have Michael Sussman and you see the amount of detail from these filings that they have about, through and regarding Michael Sussman and the individuals involved in this. So Mark Elias is involved. You've got Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan ought not to be
12: speaking on behalf of the United States of America.
2: It is pathetic that there's Jake Sullivan. He's, of course, uh, Mr. NSA, talking about Ukraine, talking about Russia, all these things when he was involved in this nastiness, administrations ago. Here's Fox News' Greg Jarrett, who says there is so much evidence here that there's no question Hillary is guilty.
12: Well, uh, she can deny it all she wants, but Special Counsel John Durham appears to have the evidence, and we saw it in the court filing Uh, Late on Friday, he has evidence that uh, Clinton campaign lawyer uh, Michael Sussman uh, was paying a tech company to covertly penetrate uh, servers at Trump Tower, Trump's apartment and later at the White House. Well, what the tech company did was they took innocuous information and they peddled it to the FBI, the CIA and the media as a nefarious back-channel communication with the Kremlin proving that Trump was a Russian asset. It turns out, in reality, the information was nothing more than just uh, computer-generated automated advertisements through a commercial email company that housed its servers in Trump Tower. Uh, So it was phony. What is it
2: with these um, degenerate attorneys named Michael? You had a Michael Cohen. You had the biggest lowlife of them all, Michael Avenatti. And now you've got Michael Sussman. Isn't that ironic? All these guys, all these scumbag attorneys, Michael Cohen, Michael Avenatti, and now Michael Sussman. You would think one of them would just elect to go by Mike. Mike. Just go by Mike. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. You really are. I got to tell you, you've got to be one of the smartest people I know. Really? For a dumb person, yes. Oh, okay. Senator Ron Johnson, out of the great state of Wisconsin, he, uh, he talked about this Russian hoax yesterday, too. Here's Ron John. I felt for quite some time that uh, the whole Russian hoax was simply a diversionary operation
1: to misdirect the American public from the real wrongdoing of the Clinton campaign and members inside the FBI and Department of Justice that were complicit in this.
2: And, of course, the, the news media is also complicit. They are either duped or they are fully complicit in the entire Russian hoax. You love that Ron John thing, didn't you? Yeah, I know you did. I love Ron John. Who doesn't yeah.
5: love Who doesn't love a good Ron John? Cun? He's <laughs> he's right
2: up there with John Kennedy. He was on this show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Jennifer Grodd, I, I got to give Jennifer Grod credit. You folks have no idea who she is out there. This is Inside Baseball, but she books guests for the show, and, and I wasn't happy with the uh, with the guests, you know. And uh, again, this is something you'll never hear anybody else say, but I say it. That's how it works. Uh, I was bored. You know, the guys that are on regularly are fantastic. Peter King and and Rich Lowry and Bo Deedle and Bill O'Reilly. These are Hall of Famers, not All-Stars, Hall of Famers. But otherwise, if I don't book a decent guest, we're dead. We're dead. And anybody who says you don't need a good guest on a morning show in New York City is an idiot. I'm sorry. I love to hear myself talk. I love to hear Bernie talk. But you know what? We bore me after a while. And you need to get some more opinions. So, um... Kind of put Jennifer Grodd's feet to the fire. Chad Lopez did with me inside a meeting. And um, she has been great. She's been great. And she will get you a politician. She'll get you a writer. She'll get you an entertainer. Whether it's an actor or a real housewife or Beverly Hills, I don't know. But she's, uh, she's been doing a really good job. And she got Ron Johnson a couple of weeks ago. And I felt like it was one long commercial to send the money. I mean, he talked about what was going on politically and even in this great state of Wisconsin. But how many times did Ron Johnson mention, and don't forget, if you want me to win, ronjohnson.com. Ron, we're in Brooklyn. We're not in Milwaukee. We're not in Madison. We like you. We want Republicans to win. But no, I'm going to spend my money on the mayor here in New York City or the Brooklyn Borough President, not a guy running in the great state of Wisconsin. You remember that? Uh, Of course I
5: remember that. Yeah. But,
2: uh, you know, I mean, you can't blame the guy. No, of course not. No, no. I I was glad we gave him the opportunity, and uh, hopefully he raised some money. The Daily Mail also went after Hillary Clinton yesterday about this Durham report and gave Hillary, she was there, she was there, an opportunity to answer. And what do you think Hillary did? Take a listen.
12: Hillary,
5: Laura Collins, Daily Mail. Did you pay to spy on the Trump campaign? When are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Hillary. Did you pay for to have spied on? How much did your campaign spend to spy on Trump? Why won't you answer any questions about spying on Trump, Hillary?
2: Hello, Hillary. 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 Hello. Hello. What did she offer? Nothing, right? No, nothing. How close was she to that annoying girl who was yelling at her?
5: I think she was pretty close. I believe this was in Queens, outside of a restaurant or something. Oh, right. Oh, well, she's here
2: for the New York State Democratic Convention. Yeah. Which goes into day two today. Right. Let me send a shout out quickly to uh, Frankie Diaz with an E, his uh, sexy mom, Sarah, who's uh, perving a a little bit on me this morning, which is very, very uh, complimentary and sweet. She said, uh, what did she uh, say, Frankie, your mother, about, uh, it's like Stippler's mom. Remember American Pie, Stippler's mom? Well, you and my mom are like the same
7: age, though. My mom is actually younger than you. She's hot, your mother. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. All
2: right. That's creepy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who asked me. That's the most Jackson uncomfortable question left. you could what? have asked I did, I did, me in a did, long I did, time. I, did, I didn't ask you anything. I just made a statement. You Your made a statement hot. that she
7: was hot. I said, I guess. Right. Like, I, don't well, know. I didn't ask that's you. That's, well, why would you
2: say anything at it's, that
7: point? It's subjective. Why
2: would you say anything at that point? That was a
6: zero-win situation. That
7: was a Sophie's Choice right there. Oh, yeah.
2: So what did she say about me about the magazine cover? She, she Hold on. I'm pull the text up. Read the whole thing. I'm trying Because it's really...
7: Well, because she, she's, she's, she's driving right now,
2: so yeah. she's listening to the show. She she's
7: loves like, the show. She's a big fan. She is a big fan. Yeah. Like, well, first, she made a comment about the fact that Justin called you dopey. Right. She and liked then, that. And then I she said,
2: liked that because she's still mad that I called you fat. So now when somebody else takes me out, she, it's like it's a big deal for her. Yeah, basically. And I've so, taken back calling you fat. No, thank you. I apologize for I, I that. I appreciate you. Now you're just chubby. You're not fine. Yeah, no, no. that's fine.
7: That's yeah. okay. I can live with that. All right. Uh, so, because uh, you told me to tell her you said hello, and she said hello to him, too, and tell him I loved his cover on the magazine. He looked very, very sexy and handsome. He oh. cleans up very well. Hey, <laughs> now. So.
2: Sarah Diaz. Actually, what's her name? Sarah, Sarah Salerno. Right. Yeah, yeah. She's cute, your mother. Thanks, nice lady. All right. So, uh, Curtis Slee, was he here already? <laughs> yes. Did he sleep here last night?
7: No, he did not. He's, 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 he's walking up and down the
2: halls like he usually does. I know. He's the best. I love Curtis. He should have won this damn thing. This Eric Adams is a waste of time and a phony and a creep. Have I ever dis, uh, voiced my displeasure yet on this station with the uh, current mayor? Uh, no, not that
5: I um, No, I can't You know, I'm going to say revolt. this. I, I don't
2: think I heard anything from no, you. No. I think he's actually worse than de Blasio. And I'm going to tell you why. De Blasio was what he was. He was the worst mayor in the history of this town. He didn't fool anybody. Republicans hated his guts. Democrats hated his guts. People who lived in New York hated his guts. He was what he was. We knew for many, many, many years that he was the worst mayor ever. So we knew that, right? But here comes this guy. Oh, this guy's going to be great. And this guy is no better. So to me, that makes him worse. I know it sounds odd, but maybe it's because of the expectations, which were very high because Bill was so bad. But as I said time and time again, he has to be significantly better, Eric, than Bill to even be a decent mayor. And he has not been that, not even close. 40 days in, it's early. But right now, because of the expectations and the bill of goods that Eric Adams sold us, You can make a very logical and intelligent argument. He's worse than de Blasio because he got our hopes up. He made us feel like maybe we can save this city. And what has he done? Dick. Right? Yeah. There's your clip of the day. I'll be back after this.
12: They're
0: the only times I've ever known And I believe there is a time for meditation In cathedrals of our own
2: See the sadness oh, Billy Joel, Summer Highland Falls. Hour number two of this great epic Bernie and Sid Thursday. Still to come, actor Scott Baio, the great Bill O'Reilly, Rob Shooter, very funny gossip columnist. But I'm graced with the presence of the fantastic radio host a man that should have won the mayoral election we'd be in much better shape trust me a longtime friend and a guy that i, I gave credit to in my book citizens united which you can buy right now pre-order it amazon barnes and noble and simon and schuster helped me get back to new york city six years ago and that is the great curtis sliver curtis C- no that's incorrect are we off the air? Okay. Justin hit some button. I, yeah, I didn't hit anything. He, uh, I, hate,
4: I hate you, Justin, with a patch. <laughs> yeah. You doing purposely something. sabotaged I'm this.
2: <laughs> he, was, he was just telling me that Greg Kelly went off on everybody named Justin, and then you do something like that at the very start of the conversation. Now, look, before we get to Eric Adams, i got to ask yes, you yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. There has not been anything given to me from management that says I must talk about Anthony Weiner. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. I like that about this station. Don't do that. Okay? If you want to have him on your show, God bless you. You want to work with him, God bless you. I don't like when stations say, hey, he's on our station. Be nice. I can't stand that. I'm entitled to my opinion. I won't put Anthony Wheaton on this show. I, I believe in – I've had nine chances, okay? But if you lose money gambling, if you're drinking, you're drugging, you're card, and you steal money, I'm okay with that. Pedophilia, there's no second chance. And he did it three times, Okay? Uh, and I have people say to me, I'm a little disappointed in Curtis that he would actually work with this. This is, this is as honest a conversation as you're going to get, and it may be uh, the last time I'm on this show. may get me into trouble. I don't care. Um, I say, listen, he gets ears. This, this game is still about ratings. People want to hear what he has to say, so I get it. But there have been people who have expressed their disappointment in you because they think you're better than that. What would you say to that?
4: Well, of course, people are going to have different points of view. But when uh, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, has never told us not to discuss anything. Never. Never. So it's an open book. Uh, First off, Anthony Weiner had done a show with me for two weeks before he imploded. Uh, he was substituting for Ron Kuby at that time. Did a very good job. Was that before
2: he was substituting for me and Bernard? Before I got back to New York? Yes. Or about the same time?
4: No, it's sp- uh right after you. Right after. Right okay. after and and right. remember, the very next Monday, there was that front page uh, picture, yeah. and that doomed him. That doomed him. And so he went away to jail, went to a halfway house. You've seen his life turned upside down. Right. And that's what should happen to you when you do those kind of things. Right. Now he's on the rebound. People are entitled to a second chance. Uh, people might say, well, why are you working with him? you realize how many people in our business have gotten back into radio or been given a second, third, fourth, fifth chance that other people don't like? Well, listen, I, like
2: I said, I've got nine chances. But yes. I, you can't compare drinking, drugging, gambling, uh, not showing up for work to somebody sexting a 15-year-old girl while he's in bed with his two-year-old son. No doubt. So there's a difference. No doubt. Craig Carton stole a ton of money. He's back on WFAN. He stole money. Those people are unhappy they stole they stole their money. But at the end of the day, that's not nearly as offensive as what happened here. So it's not, it's not as easy as, well, everybody gets a second chance.
4: It's not that easy. Well, he's a sex offender, right? He's a registered sex offender. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's still on probation. Right. Uh, if he falls down, he gets into a problem again. That's it. He's finished. It's over. He knows that. And okay. the rest of the world knows that. When you're Anthony Weiner, you can't hide. You can't run. You can't hide. I agree. Uh, So we'll see how he does here at WABC. Uh,
2: Look, he's a very smart guy. I mean, he filled in for me and Bernie, and I actually, I I hate to say this now, but I kind of like him. He's a smug prick, and he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and he's condescending and all those things, but he happens to be a smart guy, and I started to kind of like him, and then he did what he did, and I'm like, I'm done with this guy
4: forever. So I understand. He's a good good radio guy because he's smart, right? There's no doubt about it. And more importantly... He would have been the mayor. He would have beaten Bloomberg the third time he was ahead in the polls, and he was ahead of the polls at De Blasio. If he didn't personally implode, right? He would have saved us from Bill De Blasio. For eight years. <laughs> you well, just you just went off on a tirade on the one who, one man who single handedly destroyed the city that we love, Bill he, De Blasio.
2: He did destroy this city, but uh, and you heard it. You were in the other room. I also said. That as time moves along now, I think Eric Adams is worse because I already knew the Blasio was the worst mayor ever for a long time. Here comes a quote unquote savior, and he spends more time worrying about what white hosts like me say than really trying to do something to fix this city. Sid. So to me,
4: he's a bigger disappointment than Bill. de Blasio said, "You, Boudida, everybody else, you fools." He called Ray Kelly years ago a racist. How am I a fool? I've hated Eric Adams from day one. No, I know that. But I'm just saying not to think that he's going to come back and play the race card. The greatest police commissioner in the history of New York, 12 years. He goes into a room with other black and Hispanic. He says, oh, Ray Kelly said a racist thing. Nobody in that room heard that. He freaking lied and maligned the best police commissioner and the father of Gray Kelly, right? We let him get away with it. Agreed. Andrew Yang runs. He calls him a racist. Asian-American guy. <laughs> we let him get away with it. Yeah. He told the white hipsters, go back to Iowa. We let him get away with it. Curtis Sliwa, right? You're a racist.
2: Which, which, by the way, of all the people you just mentioned, including the great Ray Kelly, calling you a racist is the most ridiculous of all.
4: Right. Okay. And, and they let it go, right? Yes. Media didn't confront him. Then he calls white police officers crackers. That's the N-word. And they give him a pass. And now he says, oh, I didn't get my way with the brothers and sisters in Albany. They pimp slapped me down. Oh, boo, boo, boo. I'm going to blame the white media. (laughs) This guy has always played the race card. He supported Farrakhan in the 90s. Come on, wake up. And then this drill rap thing, right? Drill rap. He didn't know what it was. If you're in the streets, you know what drill rap is. Pop Smoke, Canarsie, number one drill rapper. They got a mural up to him on 81st and Flatlands, all in blue. Crips, right? He gets shot and killed over by the Beverly Hills Housewives home in Los Angeles, right? Everybody knows about this drill rap in the street. I didn't know about it. Then the next day, my son brought it to me. We're going to ban it. Ban it? You don't ban things. Next day, he's in City Hall with all these degenerate drill rappers. Wow, I feel cool. Next, he's going to do a drill rap song. He is a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi. You all bought it. His complexion is his protection. And guess what? We're six weeks into this mayoral administration. What the hell has he done about crime?
2: Let me ask you this. What do you think of Eric Adams? Uh, (laughs) Now, listen, you were on with uh, Sean Hannity, and you were great. You were great. And you made the point that Eric Adams, now that he's called out white journalists, white newsrooms, people like Sid Rosenberg and Greg Kelly, he had no issue no issue taking a lot of money oh.
4: from white people like me. White money. White money. White, to- money, white <laughs> money. Mad money. Mad money. Zero Bond Club. All white people. Wall Street. All white people. Crypto Kings. All white people. Hedge fund managers. Yeah, there's Eric. I love the nightlife. life with all white people. The TikTok girls, right? The Kardashians. Last time I looked, they were mighty whiteies. Get out of here. This guy, whenever things go awry, he's got such a thin skin that immediately he plays a race card. You voted for him. You wanted him. You thought he's the new face of the Democratic Party. The Post elevated him to a deity. The News, the Times, the Washington Post, this is a guy who's a healer. He's going to bring us all together. He's just like Dinkins and Sharpton was, race (laughs) dividers. He should be sitting down with Rudy Giuliani. The man who rescued New York. One man did it. He knows how to do it. Sit down with him. Put aside your other differences. If you could sit down with Andrew evilized Cuomo in his crooked friend's restaurant in Midtown, you don't have 20 minutes to sit down with Rudy Giuliani, who saved this city well, back he, in 93? He, here's the problem. You just, one by one,
2: told us about all the people that he referred to as racist. Ray Kelly. Curtis Sliver, I guess me now, too, I'm a white journalist. He also did the same to Rudy Giuliani when he said, and I quote, I will not bring back the tactics that the police department used in the Rudy Giuliani era because they were racist. He said, quote, I would much rather bring us back to the David Dinkins days. I'm going to remind Derek Adams, you moron. During the David Dinkins days, there were fights in the street, Jews and blacks. Crime was at an all-time high. It It was a disaster. But he did call Rudy Giuliani's tactics racist, So he's not going to
4: sit down with Rudy now. He's part of the crew. What did he say back then in the 90s? He said, Rudy, tough. He's going to get control of the city. Dinkins, my friend, soft. This guy is a (laughs) flip-flopper. A flip-flopper. And <laughs> hey, where's your friend Bo Dido now, huh? Maybe he's going to get I rid of he's his home. white skin.
2: I, you want me to call him? Is, the...
4: his, is his complexion his protection now? Why doesn't Bo ask back his uh, white dollars? He should. White dollars, white dollars, I, white I, dollars. I
2: got news for you. Bo is starting to come around to the Sid Rosenberg, Curtis Sleevel, Greg Kelly. Now, people are going to say this. Curtis, this is a great segment. He's great on radio. He uh, And he really is like this, folks. This is not an act for you. This is Curtis Sleevel. But they're going to say, ah. Yeah, Curtis is butthurt because he lost to this guy. So Curtis comes on really, really, really strong. If he didn't lose to this
4: guy, he wouldn't be this angry. Any truth to that? I just took the subway here this morning. Wouldn't that make anybody angry? (laughs) Psychotic individuals acting out. Emotionally disturbed people. Homeless everywhere. The stench. The filth. People running away from one another. What happened? He was, I got a plan. I got a day one. We get stuff done. He's in Fashion Week, styling and profiling. He's meeting with these drill rapper degenerates, right? What the hell is he? And he didn't add any money to the police budget. Did you see that? I saw that about $96 he took billion money away. Dollar
2: budget. He took money away
4: again, oh, yes. Oh, that's a yeah. friend of the police. <laughs> Defund the police. And guess what? I'll take even more money. After two cops just got shot and killed in the line of duty, Rivera and Mora, he took money out of their budget. Look, look, I know Eric Adams for 40 years. You all got fooled. You thought, oh, he's the Mashiach. He's going to save us. He's going to bring black and white together. He's done more to divide us in six weeks by constantly playing this race card. Even the New York Post said... Gee, Eric, maybe you ought to stop that. Maybe you ought to be fighting crime well, instead of fighting l- white journalists. Well, sorry, Bob McMahon has said that today, and one of the guys that has been really high
2: on Eric Adams is Michael Goodwin. Goodwin's a great writer. I think you'd agree with that. Him and Devine are both great. I had Goodwin on the show two days ago, and I took Michael to task. I said, Mike, you're a smart guy. What is it about Eric Adams you're in love with? And I have to tell you, you heard the interview, Justin. He kind of was, I'm not so sure at this point. So even Michael Goodwin admitted on this show two days ago that maybe he was too quick to fall in love with Eric Adams.
4: Maybe what they ought to do is go down to City Hall and ask the Mashiach, ah, the, the, the the face of the Democratic Party. They already got him running for president. You know, they're raising money for him. For 2024? Frank Cologne, yeah, from Brooklyn. They're raising money for him to run for the presidency in four years. Maybe we ought to ask for a white pass you know, so that we have our white cards. Please don't hurt us. Please don't humiliate us. Please, please, please. Can you give us parity and equality in this city? <laughs> don't blame much for everything that goes wrong in the city of New York. Please,
3: Mashiach.
2: I'm still, Eric waiting. Adams. I'm still waiting for a text from Frank to have that uh, lunch, the fixed relationship between me and Eric, which I don't want to do anymore. Oh, please. I don't want to do it anymore. Who's going to pay for the lunch, huh? Probably me. But two weeks ago, I was ready, willing, and able. To sit down, talk to him because, look, you know this, Curtis. You've been a great talk show host and a morning show host for many years. I don't care how powerful you are. You don't want to be driving around in a car in New York City on a weekday morning and having a guy like me rip me to shreds every day. So it's in his best interest to sit down and talk. We're number one. We're number one. So it's in his best interest to sit down and talk with me and say, hey, this is what
4: I'm trying to do. I don't want to do that anymore. Who told you a long time ago, slowly I turned step by step. You did. When Eric Adams would come on with you, hey, Bernie and Sid, you're my yep. favorite morning club. Yep. I said Charlemagne the God the <laughs> Breakfast Club is. You think he's going to choose you two mighty Whiteys, oh, over God. Charlemagne the God? And what, was I right? You were 100% right. 100% he right. He played you. Yes, You know, did. that's what we say in the show. He played you with yeah. Bernie. And you guys loved it. No, I did. Listen, I loved
2: Anthony Fauci. He was on with me and Bernie three years ago. Now I think he's the most evil man God ever created. Oh, so what
4: is does he have, that restaurant, the Bergen Hunt Fish and Shoot Human Beings Club? That's Scaramucci. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's your
2: friend. That's my friend, too, yes. I've got a lot of friends. But you're, you've been right about Eric Adams all along, and not because you ran against him, because you
4: know this city better than anyone. Sid, Sid, you just have to remember one thing. Yes, yes. Greatest police commissioner in our lifetime. Right, Kelly. Boxing commissioner. Served in the 25th, 28th Precinct in Harlem. Yeah. Guy was well-respected by black and Hispanic and Asian police officers. Loved. 12 years served. Eric Adams is in the room with other black and Hispanic police officers, comes out of there and says, Ray Kelly is a racist. Everybody in that room said, what the hell is he talking about? He maligned the father of our co-host, Greg Kelly. We can never forgive. We can never forget. He never apologized. No. Did he ever apologize? No, no. No, not what so, I know of. So how come we're giving him a pass? Well, what are you yelling at me for? I'm on your side. I know that. But I'm I'm young, i got to remind other- everybody. <laughs> Farrakhan. Yes. Hey, white hipsters. Hmm? Go back to Iowa. Cracker cops, right? Andrew Yang racist. Ray Kelly racist. Curtis were racist. And you're surprised that he turns on the white journalist who deified him, who in an act of idolatry said, oh, Eric, please give me an interview. Please, Eric. I know you're going to say. This city is in worse shape in six weeks than it was in any six weeks other the Blasio eight years, and I thought it couldn't get any worse than that.
2: I think you're the sexiest man I've
4: ever met. I oh my god. god! When
2: you yell like this, I just and you know I'm not gay. I'm a broken born No, no, no a beautiful I always wonder
4: about you, metrosexual. I always wonder about metrosexual. When, when, when you yell like this and you make sense and you make sense, I find it to be. Yeah, but a I really... noticed you started flexing the deltoids <laughs> <laughs> and your triceps there. I couldn't help you, myself. You were getting a, you were getting a little uh, sort of <laughs> like a, I little, did. a little excited. I, I
2: got aroused. I was hot, and everything you said is true, folks, and that's why this guy should be mayor of New York. I hate
4: you, Justin. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'll get you if
4: it's the last thing I do. Well, what did Greg Kelly say about the name Justin? Oh, he said, oh, Justin Trudeau, Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, Bieber, whatever. You can never elect a Justin leader of anything, not even a Cub Scout troop.
2: (laughs) Well, he's a great board up. I'll give him that. And that was magnificent. Thank you, Curtis. What a great way to start a Thursday morning show. Curtis Slewa. Still lots more to do. Rob Shooter, Bill O'Reilly, and the actor Scott Baio. On this, the Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand
1: by for the O'Reilly Update morning edition. On this Thursday, Sarah Palin has learned what I have known for decades. The American civil justice system is not a forum for justice at all. In fact, it's a farce. On Tuesday, a jury found that the New York Times did not legally defame Miss Palin when it wrote that her political action committee incited the shooting attack that left Arizona Congresswoman Gabby Giffords gravely wounded. Of course, Governor Palin's PAC had nothing to do with the crime, as the Times admitted when it apologized for the brutally irresponsible assertion. Nevertheless, a New York City jury rejected Palin's lawsuit unanimously, saying the newspaper did not act with malice, the threshold famous people have to prove in order to win damages in civil court. And so, Sarah Palin gets no justice, and I know how she feels. In 2003, the always despicable Al Franken put out a book calling a number of people liars, and my picture was on the cover of that book. Franken's primary allegation against me was that I was not raised in working-class Levittown, New York, but in an affluent suburb. Of course, that's false, and I proved it by producing the deed to my parents' house in, yes, Levittown. So I thought I had the vile Franken and his publisher dead to rights. But no, Franken claimed his book was satire and not malicious. So he got away with the whole thing. As Sarah Palin now knows, there is no justice in American civil courts. That is the morning O'Reilly update.
6: Don't be afraid.
2: One of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. Hey Jude by the Beatles. This is not the Harry Harrison Breakfast. This is Sid Rosenberg, Bernie and Sid. Bernie back on Monday, 728 on your Thursday morning. Some of you folks have no idea what I'm talking about, but I got a smile out of a very young Luke Lograno. What do you know about Harry Harrison, Luke?
6: Not much, Sid, but you just have such a way with words that you make me laugh sometimes.
2: Okay. I thought maybe you knew, maybe your dad liked them, and... Because your father has a uh, great musical taste. Of course, he believes that Johnny Maestro is the greatest singer of all time, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard.
10: <laughs>
6: I can't even... I can't, I can't get the words out from the laughter scene. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how much you're on one this morning.
2: Yeah, I, I know. It's been a really good show. Curtis was uh, just really, really good. And I spent the first hour just... Um, well, I'm angry about a lot of things. So. But I got a lot of nice text messages from John Katz and Matitis. He... Uh, Told me he loves me, supports me. It's going to be okay. And the sun's going to come out tomorrow, and then I check the weather, and he's wrong. It's going to be cloudy, so. That's unfortunate, no? no. But I think he meant it in some type of, like, um... Right. What's the word I'm looking for, Justin, from, uh, you went to Uranus College? <clears throat>
5: um, you know, it's, um... He meant it it's in a, uh, not a simile. It's like a no, metaphor. Oh, my God. No, not like a metaphor. My,
2: no, 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 not even close. You don't think so? You didn't major in English, did you? No. No. What word am I looking for here, uh, Luke?
6: And it's not metaphorical.
2: Nope, not at all. Why not? Jacqueline calls, pretty smart. Maybe she knows. I don't know. You know what I'm looking for here, Jacqueline?
9: Tell me again. I was busy.
2: Well, uh, John and Katzenmatidis, feeling my pain this morning, says that um, don't worry, the sun will come out tomorrow, but I checked the weather and it's going to be cloudy tomorrow. But I don't think he meant it literally like the sun is coming out tomorrow. He meant it in, in what respect? What's the word I'm looking for?
9: Tomorrow will be a better day.
2: Well, I understand that. But what is the one word I'm looking for?
12: You don't Lock
2: know up? I don't know. Okay. All right. At least <laughs> doesn't know. So uh, no one can help me here. No. <laughs> We're just trying to be supportive. That's all. Yeah, I know. You guys are great. I love all of you. But it's not helping, I've got to be honest. But I'm getting in a worse mood now. Curtis got me all fired. I'm, not, I'm really angry. And then I watched this uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins again. She, of course, was the catalyst behind the whole Twitter war between me and Errol Lewis. When he had her on his uh, dopey show on New York One, and never asked her, she comes on and says, "Criminal bail reform is not an issue," and he never says a word about it. He's just nodding his head. And uh, she was at it again yesterday. Just Stewart Cousins, this time uh, Channel Seven locally, WABC TV, not radio. And uh, she doubled down on what she's done with Errol Lewis on Monday.
3: Listen to this moron. We did assure the mayor that we would continue to work with him collaboratively on putting the emphasis on what we understand to be the problem, which is
2: this iron pipeline. The iron pipeline. Oh, thank you. Well, Pete Morgan checks in. He really is a smart guy, out of peerless to Spoilers, and he says figuratively – that's yeah, what I'm th- looking you for. You said that, though. You literally said that in
5: the description of what John. You were like, "Oh, <laughs> I think John meant that figuratively."
2: I don't think I said that. No, though. you literally. I was looking for that word. No, no, no. You, you weren't looking for it. You found it. Look, <laughs> did I say the word? <laughs> you think you did? <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: Uh, Heshy Augenbaum also said metaphorically. Everybody's a uh, I an English said, teacher I've now. Said, I, said I know, but that's wrong. It's the wrong word.
5: I don't. Well, well not not according to Heshy Augenbaum. Well, who the hell? I mean, Heshy's
2: a bright guy. Don't get me wrong, but now he's right about everything. Well,
5: I mean, I yeah, of okay.
2: course. Eric Adams said uh, the days of sleeping in tents and sleeping on subways are over. Let me tell you something. I went yesterday to see my uh, my friend Dr. Shelly uh, Borgia at New York Hearing Associates because my, my hearing aids were, were no good. Couldn't hear a thing the last two weeks. So she replaced them yesterday. Thank you for that, Shelly. And I took the train home from 42nd and Times Square to 103rd and uh, Broadway. And there were people sleeping all over the train, all over the train, so listen to Eric Adams now and just know he has no idea what the F he's talking about.
3: I'm moving to getting those who are living on the streets the support they need. Uh, we're ending the era of tents. We're ending the era of sleeping on our subway system era. Uh, with era, all your belongings. Era, era. That era has ended How in the era? city. But at the same time, we yeah. want to have additional help and giving people the mental, hurt, mental health that they need. Yes.
2: Well, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Best story I ever had by Vertical Horizon at 7.42 here on your Thursday morning back on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. Bernie back on Monday. Curtis Sliwa was a great moments ago. So you guys know, of course, that while well, I love talking politics, and Bill O'Reilly will be here at 8.40, and the news and all that stuff. I also love the world of entertainment, and I do watch all these shows, Mario Lopez and, you know, Wendy Williams. I was on Wendy's show last year. That was a big thrill. And I did see some good news about Wendy Williams this morning in today's New York Post. I love all that stuff, all the entertainment stuff, the Hollywood stuff. I'm acting myself now. But the guy that I think is head and shoulders better than everybody else, and I mean this sincerely, he's on hold, he's hearing this, I'm being honest, is a guy named Rob Shooter. He's been on this show a bunch now. You guys know him as the naughty gossip columnist. He is a, he's just a riot. He's a great looking guy. He's a lot of fun. And um, he writes nice things about me, and that's all I care about.
4: How you doing? Hi,
2: Wendy. How are you, sweetheart? So here he is, making his return to the Bernie and Sid in the morning show, the very, very sexy and brilliant naughty gossip columnist, <laughs> Rob Shooter. What's going on, good-looking? I-
8: about good looking, I saw you supermodel on the cover of FLG magazine. <laughs> Sid looking very sexy. How was that? <laughs> I,
2: was, I did uh, enjoy your your um, your column where you, the headline actually read "The Voice of WABC Radio." That is me, and you. Uh, you said I looked very very sexy. So thank you for you that.
8: Good, like no
2: shoes on. I'm looking at the picture. Right? You look like you're in a tuxedo jacket on the beach.
8: That's a strange the, look.
2: By the <laughs> way, it was only 18 degrees that day. I was in a loft in Tribeca with Michael Goldman and Joseph Abood freezing wow, my ass wow. off.
8: Wow. Yeah, what was was not... it like, be honest, like this. Was it major doing this photo shoot? Were you nervous? Were you intimidated?
2: None of those things. No, no, I was actually very excited. I loved it. I thought I would be because it's not my thing. I'm not, I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself nearly good-looking enough to do that. I'm being honest. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. You know, listen, I torture myself every day, come off like a big stalker on the radio, like I'm the man, the greatest ever. But the truth is, I torture myself. I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing? But, but it, it came out looking pretty good, and you liked it, and that's all I care about. You so. look great, my friend. I used
8: to work, so before I was a gossip columnist, I was a celebrity publicist for some really big stars, j lo uh, did he? Naomi Campbell. So I went to a lot of these photo shoots, and as glamorous as they look on the cover of the magazines, it's actually hard work oh. for eight hours, trying to look pretty and smiling. You did a, a really great job, my friend. Well, the you, just, also you, fantastic.
2: you just nailed it, Rob. I was in that lawn for about six hours, <laughs> and it's like they well, take I mean, the same picture 40 times. My face was actually hurting from smiling. You know what's a lot like that is acting. Which I just started doing the last two years. I mean, I'll I'll do five lines and then stand around for three hours. I swear to God, three hours doing nothing. It's the same thing. Right?
8: Thing. And then you have to turn it on for, for 30 seconds right. or two minutes, which, which you certainly do. Big news, though, Sue, I heard you talking. Wendy, our friend Wendy, how are you doing? She's <laughs> doing better, thank goodness. She put out a video on Instagram. Her son filmed it. She's down in Florida with her son. We've not seen her, basically, in seven months. And people are concerned. Yeah. All this stuff about her bank assets being frozen, which yes. is bizarre. I don't know how that happened. But it was great to see her walking down the beach she had a hoodie on and a baseball cap and she felt like the old Wendy to me. There's something interesting about when celebrities do these videos. It's very easy uh, to put out a statement saying, I'm fine, leave me alone. Video doesn't lie. And so uh, we all watched that video really carefully. And I've done this a long time. She looked pretty good to me. She uh, I agree. Happy. She did. She looked like she's bouncing back. Yeah. She looked yeah. like um, she's, she's the old Wendy. And she'd been through a lot, that girl. I know, I know she loves that show. I've been on a lot, she loves that show so to step away from her show for six months, something's going on and so I hopefully, fingers crossed, we want you back.
2: During her, I guess, psychotic episode, you don't know this, Rob, but my, 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 my staff here does, I got very close with Wendy. I was on her show last June. We have a friend in common on the Bravo channel. Had a friend in common. Had a friend. And her and I got very close, Wendy. And during her psychotic episode, she was texting me one morning. Wow. Started at 5.50 a.m. right through 9.30 a.m. And I didn't know what was going on, so I was wow. reading the texts on the air. They were bizarre. And then I felt badly afterwards because I came to realize, wow, this was a girl looking, looking to reach out for help, and I was kind of making fun of her. But, right. um, well, listen, I it's love... It's a tricky one. It is yeah.
8: tricky. Like, you know, the big story at the minute that we're all feeling bad about is Kanye. Kanye West is going through a moment, and he's been honest about his, his
2: oh, mental guy, health. He's, but he's such a dick,
11: Kanye West. I hate him.
8: I <laughs> get it. I get it. But he needs some help. I spoke to some friends of his last night, and they're like, it's just a meltdown at the minute. And, you know, we love to make fun of celebrities. I do more than anybody else. But there's a moment, too, in their lives where you just take a step back and, um, Remember Amanda Bynes when she had that belt down a couple of years ago and and walking around with the wig on and all the crazy... And Britney Spears is probably the best example. You know, what was it, 13 years ago when she shaved her head? We all jumped on that and... um, Maybe now, looking back, we could have all been a little bit kinder. I think that's what the secret to my success is: is we're naughty but nice. There's a, there's we're not mean <laughs> girls over here. <laughs> am I? Like, well, you're not. You're a, a pussy cat too, though. Like you pretend to be a big bulldog. I know you're. Oh, you do know, you know got me. A harder goals. Uh, you you you're a exactly right. Goal. When I leave the show,
2: when I leave the show, Rob, and I'm on, on the way home on the one train, I sit there and cry the whole way home. <laughs> you know, uh, I thought about you on Sunday when I dropped my daughter Ava off at Kennedy Air. Airport. She oh. hopped on British Airways. Woo-hoo. She she is spending the next 13 days in London with her boyfriend and looking at universities because Amazing. she starts college in, in August. She's probably going to move to London, which is where you're from. Ah, oh,
8: yes. Yeah. Yes. It's an amazing, amazing adventure. Now, let me tell you a little secret here. We're not going to get into politics, but universities in Britain are free. So Oxford, Cambridge are free if you're a Brit. And that's why they love the Americans at our universities, because you have to pay. Right. And so I went to school for free. I got my master's in Edinburgh for free. There's only one private university in Britain, and it's where the really dumb kids go, because they couldn't get into it. <laughs> like, they couldn't get into that, to buy the way. in. It's the opposite here. It's so expensive. But she will have the time of her life. Get her to text me, and I'll hook her up with some friends and restaurants and places in London. But I bet that was rough, dropping your baby off at nah, the That was airport. very rough.
2: I, I started cry? to cry. I started cry? to <laughs> cry. I was a mess. And uh, I love her boyfriend. I love the family. They've Good. gotten very, very close. They live, in, they live in Wimbledon, actually, not in Good. London in London fantastic. Common. Very but she, uh, she visited four universities yesterday. She went to Stonehenge. She's out oh. in the time of her life. But i tell you who's not having the time of their life from London, and that is Prince Andrew, who looks like had to just pay $12 million. Yeah, it could
8: be even more. So I'm hearing
2: it could be as much as
8: 50 million. So Virginia Jufri, who claims that she was sex trafficked to the prince by Jeffrey Epstein when she was just 17 years old, she went after him in a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit, and it looked like this was going to be fought out in the court just as recently as like four days ago. Andrew was fighting this. Then it became clear that this case was not going to be dismissed, and when you... You take the stand, they can ask you anything. And they were going to ask really personal questions, yeah. including probably what his penis looked like. Like, what? they were going to go there. <laughs> they want, like, they don't... Remember when Monica Lewinsky could describe, or was it Paula... Paula could, describe, Paula Clinton's, yeah, yeah. could yeah. describe Bill Clinton's penis. Yeah. You don't want the royal penis described right. on TMZ. Yeah. So I think the Queen, my insiders are telling me, the palace were like, you've got to make this go away. The difficult part now, though, is... The dirty little secret with the royals is the only one that has any money is the queen. They don't have any money, so they all live rent-free in the queen's houses around the country. I know! And so, like, they've got to figure out how they're going to pay her now. And um, the queen will probably put up the money, but I don't think the Royals want to be involved with any suggestion of hush money, and um, he's done. He's done. He'll go away. But, um, yeah, I've got. Uh, you know it's bad when they pay out. And I, I get it. I know people are like, wasn't, wasn't guilty. And in the statement he insists that, you know, he, he takes no no blame. Right. Right. He's,
2: he's, but, so he's guilty like OJ. Rob Shooter, gossip yeah. columnist right here on the Bernie and Sid <laughs> in the morning show. So I'm really close with a former Ranger hockey player. Very, very mm. close. His name is Ron Du. Duguay, uh-huh. uh, he was spotted at oh, an yeah. Upper East Side eatery a couple of weeks ago with a maskless Sarah Palin. <laughs> Sarah. Little did we know at the time that Duguay <laughs> was banging Sarah Palin, but he is. <laughs> how about that how about that pair, Ron Dugay and Sarah Palin?
8: Sarah Palin. you know even if you don't like Sarah, she's a beautiful woman. Have you ever met her? She's a beautiful yes, yes, woman, yes. and she dresses well, and she's a lot of fun. I can see them. I can see them See them as a couple. Got into a big, big drama with the New York Times. So the New York Times, she claims defamed her when they did a story about politics and the rise in violence and some of the messages in politics, and they linked to a story of Sarah Palin. So she went after them. They've won. So the New York Times just yesterday, it was announced that um, the New York Times ha- has won this. It's tricky, isn't it, because we live in a country where freedom of speech is so important, but yet at the same time, you know, you've got to be careful what you say. You don't yep. want to defame people, so it's a, it's a fine line to walk there. But I, I, I do hear that your friend and, and Sarah Palin are getting very close. Oh, so yes. Maybe you yes. could get in a, a dinner with them. Maybe then, um, with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ronnie will be on think. next week. He'll tell. He'll give me some, some real details about that. You know, before we wrap this up, and, and I really want you to come on more often because I find you to be so entertaining, but the the, the, the place I met you goes back about a month and a half ago. So John he's my owner, my dear friend, he's got this uh, big lunch across the street, and it's Dr. Oz. And Oz Ooh. is sitting there with me and John, his daughter, who sat at your table, Rudy yep. Giuliani, and he's talking about running for the Senate in Pennsylvania. What were you doing there? What was, what, I've known Oz forever. So Dr. Oz and his family are a friend
8: of mine. I've, I've known him forever. When he started out on the Oprah show, remember that? He was like yes. one of Oprah's experts.
2: Yeah, it was, like, it was like Dr. Phil, sort of the same Dr. way. Phil,
11: Rachel Ray.
8: Like, Oprah has spawned these incredibly successful people, Nate Berkus, the designer. And so I knew Oz forever, so much so that one of my dear friends, Cheryl Crowley, uh, is his publicist. And so I've been on the Dr. Oz show a lot. I've seen him socially. He's a good man, and so I got an invite from Oz to to come and join him. And um, you know, he's given up so much here, and so it'd be so easy for him to not do this. And I think in life, we ask ourselves those questions, like, should I just settle for what I've got? And when I say settle, Dr. Oz earned millions of dollars a year, or should I really do what I want to do? And I, I spoke to Oz about it a lot, and he was like, you live one life, I've got a great life, I really want to do this, he really believes in it, and so he said, I'm willing to do it, and you've got to admire a man like that.
2: Oh, I do. So on the way out here, my book went live yesterday, Amazon Barnes & Noble, Simon & Schuster. You can pre-order Citizens United right now for its August release. But your book just came out a couple of weeks ago. It's already doing great. Tell folks yeah. about the book and where they can get it yeah, four-word answer. Who are you in four words? So when I worked with J-Lo and Diddy, Jessica Simpson,
8: they all knew who they were in just four words. So think about that. When you look in the mirror to clean your teeth this morning or tonight before you get a bread, look in the mirror and say who you are in four words. And if you don't know those four words, buy my book and we will discover them together. Every successful person I know knows who they are in four words. Are you naughty? Are you nice? Are you funny? Are you cheeky? Are you sexy? Who are you? Are you confident? Who are you in four words? And so I released the book a couple of months ago, number 11 on Amazon, wow. and um, I know, really excited. Sid, I hope I'm invited to your book party.
2: Oh, absolutely.
8: Sarah Palin better be there with your hockey players. Oh, they'll,
2: they'll all be there. Don't you worry, Bob. I got four <laughs> I words you for you. That,
8: just, just a tuxedo jacket. No, <laughs> yeah. sure. For sure.
2: I absolutely. have uh, four words for you on the way out. I have thing. Love you. How about that?
8: Oh, bless you. I'll
4: talk to you next week, my friend. I love calling it. <laughs> Take care, everybody.
2: See you, Rob. Uh-huh. There he is. A, North, a naughty gossip Rob Shooter. How great is that guy? He's on fire. He's got great energy. He's adorable. He's got all the info you want on all the real important stories, right?
5: Plus, he he just pumps your head, chock full of all that. Well, that's stuff why he's you on, love. It, let's be honest. Yeah. One
2: 848 WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Great hour. Curtis Sliwa and uh, Rob Shooter. Still coming up next hour. The highlight of the week. The great Bill O'Reilly and big-time actor Scott Baio in the 9 o'clock hour. Second half of Bernie and Sid about to come your way. the pictures of me and Tracy Morgan last night? Yeah.
5: He looked really happy to see you.
2: He was. He actually recognized me. We uh, did an event together for Teddy Atlas on Staten Island back in November. And I walked by and he's like, see ya! And I'm like, oh my god. Tracy Morgan knows my name. Now I really made it. And then I took a cool picture. It's on my Instagram, Rosenberg.Sydney. Rosenberg.Sydney. Pretty star-studded cast there last night. That front row you had um, Tracy. Yeah, John Stewart, you yeah, had that uh, jack-off Spike Lee, and uh, me and Bill O'Reilly. There you have it, folks, in the Knicks' disastrous loss to the Brooklyn Nets. We'll come back with the 8 o'clock hour of the Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid in the Morning, right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC.
9: If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best
2: Look at these losers, Kathy Hochul, uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, Eric Adams, Kirsten Gillibrand, Letitia James, Hillary Clinton. Losers, all of them, set to speak. Today's State Democratic Convention, day two at the Sheraton Hotel. Go out there and uh, yell at them in the street. Go ahead, do it. I don't care. It's like he yelled at um, Errol Lewis on Twitter. The Bernie and Sid army coming up big a couple of days ago. Go yell at these uh, feckless losers, these Democrats, who are rooting this city and this country at the Sheraton Hotel. Don't throw anything. Don't hit anybody. Just start yelling, you know. And hold up signs of Bernie and Sid. Go back to the days of Opie and Anthony and Howard Stern when radio shows became larger than life. When people actually went to the streets for their radio guys. Right now you're very selfish. You get in the car every day, you sit at your computer, and uh, I entertain you, or me and Bernie entertain you, and you say some nice things, and it's very selfish. You don't really do anything in return. So go out there today and and, uh, hold up signs, and maybe you'll get on Channel 2 or Channel 4 or Channel 7, Bernie and Sid, and make a big deal about us, you know. The real savers of this city. Bernie and Sid, not these Ajax Democrats. And then you get, uh, uh, what's his name, Justin Ellick. Me? Well, you just made me so angry. Why? And I'm already in a horrible mood. Yeah. Why? Young Sheldon is not good television. It's brilliant.
5: It's like the worst idea of a television show I've ever heard. You're stupid. I I refuse to watch a second of that, and I refuse to watch a second of the Big Bang Theory. I
2: don't watch the Big Bang Theory either, but Young Sheldon is brilliant.
5: The idea, I used to watch, CBS uh, used to run these commercials that... used to run these commercials that would say that the Big Bang Theory is like the number one I comedy on television. I don't watch
2: the Big Bang Theory. I'm talking about Young Sheldon. Well, that's a spinoff of the Big I don't care what it no is. There's no Young
5: Sheldon without the, the kid, Big Bang Theory. The
2: kid is autistic, which is, you know, not easy. My son has dyspraxia, which is not autism, but it's close. And uh, the kid is great. I don't know what you don't like. The, the, the grandmother not, is brilliant. I'm not
5: knocking the actor or the, or the acting. I'm just saying the concept of the show
2: is stupid. It's a great show. I'll tell you what, what I think is stupid are people that watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Those people are stupid. Between 7 and 8 o'clock every night, you should be watching, if not Greg Kelly. I'll throw him a, a little plug here. But if you're not watching Greg Kelly, you should not be watching Jeopardy with Mayim Bialik talking about the Big Bang Theory. Or Wheel of Fortune, pound for pound, the dumbest people in America. Let me buy a vowel. You got six out of the seven letters, you moron. 7 o'clock on Channel 11, you get um, Blackish. Now that's a great television show. Well, now, great. There's like,
5: now there's like a million different versions. of it. I know, I know.
2: Fine, but then you get Blackish and you get Young Sheldon. That is an, that is a terrific hour of television. So right to be there. clear,
6: you hate the shows that teach people something and, and work the brain. Teach out Teach people
2: bit. something. You don't think you learn
6: anything from Jeopardy?
2: Well, Jeopardy. You do. How do you think don't Bernie got fortune? so good at B, at beat Bernie? Oh God, who cares? My God. So you know what? To see? You learn some historical things. Who cares? You're actually going to brag about getting things right on Jeopardy? Yeah, actually, I will. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've never felt smarter. Well, you, you can learn things during the four hours of this show every day, too. Oh,
6: I learn plenty on this show, but I'm not learning anything from young Sheldon. He's not even real. He's not? No,
5: he's a, that's a fictional character.
6: Shut up! I swear to God. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. He's real.
5: Sid, no. I think we
2: need to have a talk. There is some autistic kid out there who's just like young Sheldon, who has these types of issues... He's real.
6: Yeah, and uh,
5: that's as real as young Sheldon oh, having a uh, pet. Sea no, monster. no, no,
2: no. What's real is some kid from Wisconsin from some university trying to figure out a six letter word. As Vanna White, all forty five pounds of her turns the stupid letters.
6: I won't defend Wheel of Fortune, and no offense to Pat Say, Jack. You don't get to be that. You don't. You're not on television that long without being at least kind of good. But he's not he's
2: kind not of really good. good. What do you? What are you I hate Pat. Sajak. What kind of job is that? Good at what? Talking to people. Here's your puzzle. R-S-T-L-N-E. Give me six letters. Wow, way to go. Vanna White, nice lady. Been in the studio with me and Bernie ten times. Sweetheart. God bless her. She's made millions of dollars. Have a burger. Give up the salad once. Have a burger. It's not going to kill you. What is it, Frankie? Frankie Diaz, why?
7: Uh, I have nothing to say. You don't like was... Young Sheldon? No,
2: I, I, I don't. Wa- I watch Big Bang Theory. I didn't. I didn't really watch. Well, I didn't Young like the Big Bang Theory, but I do like Young Sheldon.
7: Well, I mean, there's, I don't know what the the difference is. It's just.
2: So, uh, thank you. I was at the nick yeah. game last <laughs> night with Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> and uh, the Nets don't have anybody playing. You know, Kevin Durant is injured. They just traded James Harden. Ben Simmons isn't playing yet. And then you get this Kyrie Irving, and uh, Kyrie Irving can't play home games in New York. Because he's not vaccinated. And people keep asking, is that fair? So that question was asked of the mayor, Eric Adams, yesterday. Look, Eric's got a lot to worry about. Crime is spiking. Racism all over the city. People leaving, including me and Danielle. Hopefully, let's get that done. Hopefully, leaving by the droves. Eric has a lot to worry about. Truth be told, whether Kyrie Irving plays basketball in Brooklyn or New York City... It's not really a big issue. I couldn't give a rat's ass. I was at the game last night. But, but he was asked the question. So once again, with an opportunity, Eric Adams, to answer it and give you a decisive, concise answer, what did he do? You came away more confused after he answered the question than you did before. That's Eric Adams at his best.
3: First of all, I think the rule is unfair. I believe that... We are saying to out-of-town athletes that uh, they can come in and not be uh, vaccinated. Yet New York athletes, you have to be vaccinated. And they also do this for entertainers. I want people to know that. Entertainers can come here without being vaccinated and perform. I think it's unfair. And I'm not sure if a a Boston fan created this rule. I don't know. Uh But I am really, really... Larry, about sending the wrong message. Having this city closed down again keeps me up at night. And the message was put in place. The rule was put in place. To start changing it now, I think it was sending mixed messages. So I'm I'm struggling (laughs) with this, just to be honest with
2: you. That was a mixed message right there. I think it's unfair, but I'm not going to change it. yeah, He
5: did a classic, uh, (sighs) you know, a little post route. Went one way. And then he just cut the other way.
2: That's right. If you miss Curtis Sleever at about 7 o'clock this morning, he ran roughshod on Adams. There's a bunch of stories in today's New York Post. Bob McManus and a host of others talking about Eric Adams calling out white people, calling out me, Greg Kelly, and other journalists. And you, Justin. you,
4: Justin.
2: That's right. And you. Uh, around town that have the nerve to be critical of him. You're not allowed to be if you're white, of course. If uh, Errol Lewis wants to be critical, or Lester Holt, or Dean Memminger, that's okay, but not Sid Rosenberg, not Greg Kelly. He has actually turned this into white versus black, Eric Adams. can't make this up, right? He's supposed to unite this city, which has become so divided under the Blasio for eight years, he's done anything but. Just like Joe Biden. Remember Joe Biden won? And the day one, the White House lawn, Dr. Joe Biden put up beautiful little signs that said unity, unity unity. My ass. This country is more divided now than the worst day of Donald Trump. Same thing with this city. As bad as it was under de Blasio, it is not getting any better. I took the subway yesterday from uh, New York Hearing Associates on 42nd and Times Square. I took the one train all the way up to 103 in Broadway. It was a disaster. In my car alone, one car, three people sleeping in their own Laid out across the seats. I had to leave my car, go to a different car because of the stench. And, folks, let me tell you, this was 1230 in the afternoon, not 3 o'clock in the morning. So when Eric Adams talks about the subways and the city, here's a guy that's completely lost. He don't know. He's walking around in $3,000 suits, having dinner at, um, you know, Rosanna's Place, Fresco's, dancing with the TikTok girls, as Curtis would say. You don't know. I was on that subway yesterday. Here's Eric Adams talking about subways and people living in tents.
3: I'm moving to getting those who are living on the streets the support they need. Uh, we're ending the era I Just shut up. You know, with-
2: have you, this guy, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm moving towards this. I'm going to do. Anybody tired of that yet? Is it just me? Maybe I'm just, maybe I don't like him. Maybe, maybe I just don't like him, but that's all I hear. How about, I have just left this room, and they are going to pass legislation. How about, instead of yesterday, a $96 billion budget? $96 billion, and what did he do? Once again, he took money from the police. How about Eric Adams, Mr. I was a cop? I went to Jason Rivera's funeral, and I heard all these people speak. Keyshawn Shule made me cry, the police commissioner. Certainly his relatives made me cry, too. The least effective, in my opinion, that day was the mayor. Pat Lynch was great. Shule was great. He did nothing for me. Here's a cop for 22 years who, once again, in this budget, is going to take money from the police. So how about he comes out and does, he keeps telling us. Oh, my God, I'm like Christopher Mad Dog Russo. He keeps telling us all this stuff
0: he wants to do. It's
2: like you saying uh,
5: leading up to this week that you were going to go to the Ranger game with Pete Morgan. And then you didn't.
2: I just don't understand why you take every opportunity to, to do that to me. I, I'm so good to you. I, I've made you a, a superstar. Like, like, like Frankie Diaz even admitted this morning. He's like, you know what? I'm kind of a star. No one knew who Frankie Diaz, not even his mother. Knew who he was about three weeks ago. Nobody. Now that girl who left his house last year, she wants to come back.
7: I don't know about all that because uh, I haven't heard from her no, since. I mean, so. a lot about that. Fine. I mean, you're I mean, gonna break to be, the kid's heart. All to, be, to be to honest, to be honest, I, w- I wouldn't want her back. I
2: was the one who threw her out. Damn right. You don't need that aggravation in your life. No, you're was, a was, star, it right? Way, it was way more than aggravation. Who's a star right now, Frankie? Uh, you are. No, no. Forget about me. Are you a star now? Uh, I'm getting there. And who made you that?
7: Uh well to be fair John Katzmitis did but how's uh, that because he because he owns the station and I am you know employed in I'm okay station. with
2: that I'm okay with giving the yeah, owner the credit yeah,
7: yeah. okay that's fine
2: once you uh, once you're done sucking off John Katzmitis <laughs> who puts you on the air every day you
7: you you you, you put me on the air every yeah, day yes yes right. so at least at least this sec this section of my work shift yeah, yeah is, is uh, you are responsible partially you kids, responsible you know, for. it's
2: funny when I leave here later on in the day I notice you're all so miserable. Because your, your job, you can't just do this show. So they make you work like eight hours. But once the show is over, all the fun is done. You sit there with these long faces, and you can't wait for 6 o'clock the next morning because good old Sid puts me on the air, and my mother, driving around town now for four hours a day, gets to hear me.
7: To be fair, though, I'm,
4: I'm here 12 hours a day. Oh, God. So eight hours, you're miserable.
10: No. Not not not, entirely. not
4: you don't entirely happy. You know I'm tired, that's and how you I'm, and that's
7: I'm that's usually that's tired. tired and hungry. I
2: haven't eaten anything. But you're always eating. I, I, I should. I'm a growing boy. No, I'm not. Growing Growing in the wrong direction. Justin looks so miserable. He goes in that office there with the Roderick, and he puts out his Philadelphia Eagle jacket. Do you mean jacket. Rodwell? What's his name? Rodwell. Oh, like it was so far away, Roderick and Rodwell. <laughs> <gotta let> <laughs> He's Bill worked here for over a year now, Sid. Okay, fine. I like him. He's a good kid. I don't, I don't know his whole name. But I just call him
5: Rod. That's par for the court. You called me Jason like three times last week.
7: And you believe in the Kraken.
5: <sighs> right. Exactly. You know who, you know, uh, uh, young Sheldon has a pet sea monster.
2: I know that. Go, go got, Yeah, time travel back to Texas. This
6: guy had a hand for you real quick, didn't it?
2: It's just unbelievable. They go from, you know, thank you, Sid, and they just... They just spent the last two minutes attacking me, every one of them. I say thank you to you every morning, man. Sid. I know you do. Thank yeah. you. He does have a pet c- uh, sea monster. Now You and I had this discussion. You seem to think sea monsters don't exist, which, of course, is not true. Right. The Loch Ness Monster, there's one right there. That's a, that's a real thing. No. No what?
5: It's not a real thing. It's, that's, a, that's a myth. <laughs> you're such an idiot. Do you know what a myth is?
2: Yes, that you're a star.
5: Oh, That's a myth. That was good. He's got jokes. That was very clever. So he does clap back.
2: Or as Lisa told me, that you're good in bed.
5: Oh! That's a myth.
2: (laughs) The Loch Ness Monster exists, stupid. Everybody's seen it a million times. There's video
5: of it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Show me the Loch Ness Monster.
2: Show it to me. Let's go to break. I'll show it to you. Okay. (laughs) I'll be right back. we Go to WABCRadio.com. Do it now and register for your chance to win a WABC Barry House coffee mug. Barry House Coffee. I'm having a cup right now. Proud to be the official sponsor of us. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning, right here on Torque Radio 77 WABC. Register now and good luck. Desert Rose by Sting as we welcome in Lydia Reports.
0: This is Lydia reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani.
9: Sid, do you remember when we were talking about the sex ed teacher? She was teaching kids porn at Columbia Grammar and Prep and and Dalton. So these are schools that that you pay like, you know, it's a. Up in your hood, they pay, like, what, 65000 you know, $56,000. So now, I
2: think again, Dalton Dalton's even more expensive than Poly Prep, yeah. Oh, very expensive, yes.
9: Right. So now at Columbia Grammar and Prep, there is a new sex ed teacher. Her name is Lindsay Fram, better known as Sexually Smart on Twitter. And it's kind of disturbing the things that she's even posting on Twitter. She tweets about... a uh, abolishing the police she talks about kids using puberty blockers she put up a tweet i was looking at it before about kids names and she was upset that they weren't gender neutral she also recommends and uses the controversial amaze sex education video series those are these videos that are sexually explicit but they're in like kid-friendly terms Hmm. this is the kind of stuff give
2: me an an example of that of a a sexually explicit term that could be Kid-friendly. I want to hear one of those. Go ahead.
9: Well, not kid-friendly, but they're like, hi, what is a vulva? Oh, why is my penis like this? You know, I don't want to say, you know. (laughs) Right, right. You know, you're doing great. You're doing great. (laughs) But let me listen to a, a clip of this video that she uses in her lesson, in her lessons.
3: Is Alex a boy
9: or a
10: girl? Actually, Alex doesn't define themselves as boy or girl.
2: What
4: else is there? Back in your day, most people understood the world in terms of just boys and girls. But now we know gender is more complex than that.
10: Wait, aren't
4: we just talking
10: about whether you're born with a huh huh or a
9: hee what? When you're born, your sex is assigned in a medical way. But the sex listed on your birth certificate may not necessarily match your gender identity. Oh my god. Yeah, those are the kind of oh videos that god. they're playing. And that, that video is recommended for like a four and a five year old. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, really there's the, 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 the one
2: thing I said about my son, Gaby, and uh, he has a little friend coming in from Florida Friday. He's very exciting, light, his best friend. But he goes to one of these upscale Upper West Side schools, Lydia, as you know, of mm-hmm. course, me and Danielle, a fortune. And uh, they are as sick as any of these other people. I'll say it right now. They've done a nice job with my son. He's, he's come a long way. He's, he's doing great. But these are sick people. They really are. And, and he's actually starting to fight back. He is starting to fight back. He is sick and tired of what's going on. So they're going to start to find that, believe it or not, some of these kids are even going to find this stuff ridiculous. You're either a boy or a girl. That's it. There ain't nothing else. There ain't nothing else. You can chop off your penis. You can uh, get yourself a vagina. I don't care what you do. You're either a boy or a girl. There is nothing else.
9: Enough. I know it's it, they're confusing the kids, the kids at that point at four or five years old. My daughter's five. She still doesn't wipe her butt correctly. OK, what? she's my daughter's five. She still doesn't wipe it as well as she should. Why not? Never mind talking to her. Wait, 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 because wait, 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 wait. That's how kids are. That's how little kids are. They oh, can okay, barely right, wipe their right, butts correctly. Right, she's
2: only five. Right, right, right. She's a, right. she just
9: turned five and. And, and you want to talk to her about gender identity. Uh, listen, you want to talk to her I about where babies come from and sex. The girl can barely... She still thinks Santa is real. She wants us to call him every night yeah. and, and tell him that she's a good girl so she can get more presents. And this is what... I. I Can we allow kids to be kids? Why? Why can't we just allow them to be children? I don't understand. Why do we want to make them grow up and confuse them? The world is already such a confusing place.
2: I can't argue with anything you're saying. But, you know, we also have to teach them... You know, right and wrong. And if, if the schools and the people around them are going to distribute this ridiculous stuff, then the job's on mommy and daddy. You know, again, my my two kids are in the city. They go to progressive schools. Ava, not as bad. It's a high school. She's on her way to college. But she's already ruined. <laughs> but my son, they, they try. They try to indoctrinate him, and, and I won't allow it. So if you're a parent, uh, you have to step in, and that's a good parent right there. Not, not just... Taking little Johnny to Little League on a Saturday morning, not taking Ava, you know, to Lester's to buy clothes on a Sunday. That's the easy stuff. It's discussions like this when you start to become a good parent, when you explain to your children that, quite frankly, the world is lying to you.
9: (laughs) Uh you know, but a lot of kids spend more time in school or more time in the care of someone else than their parents because they're so busy working. Myself, my mom worked nights. My dad worked days. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really, I by the time I got home from school, my mom had food ready for us and she'd be off to work because she worked nights. She was a cleaning lady. But I did go to Catholic school and I can't extol the enough praises for it because I remember my teacher in freshman year of high school, Dr. Thomas Cielo, she, uh, she had her PhD. She was my religious teacher this tiny little petite nun and you know what she taught us about sex ed she never said that oh sex is so bad don't have it she said sex is so beautiful it's so amazing. It's a gift from God that it should only be shared with somebody that you truly care about. What? And that deserves you. No, and nice. that deserves you because uh, you wouldn't right. allow. And, and she gave us a great example. I was what? 14 years old and I still remember. She goes, would you allow a stranger in your house? Would you allow a stranger if you had a most beautiful car in the world to just drive it off? Then why would you give somebody your body? Why would you give them your heart and your soul? Because you're drunk. That's why. Oh, <laughs> Now, listen. <laughs> you. Uh... But isn't that. Pr- that's no, a, no. That's it, a- that's how we, it, it, how we it, it, should yeah. be teaching our children. Right,
2: exactly right. You're right. Now, look, you had a uh, an advantage in that you weren't from, your family's not from America. And Correct. I hate to say it, but folks that come from other countries, they are, uh, uh, how do I say, the better, the better. I mean, we, we are morons here in this country. We're old-fashioned. We
9: really We're kind of more old-fashioned, yes. kind of more old, like stick to the old school type right. Of thing. Right. Yeah. You're
2: not going to buy into this nonsense. So anyway. No. I mean, so you're I mean, telling my- me then that based upon what this nun told you that... The only person you've ever had sex with is your husband. That's it.
9: This is a news talk radio station. What, what? what are you? Uh, <laughs> is he listening right now? Uh, he's always listening. <laughs> now I. <laughs> She's nervous. When? When oh, are my our? God. When are spouses not listening? Yeah. When are the spouses? They're always watching. Now I love my husband, but it's true. I mean, listen. That's an idealized version of what we want for. Sure our mates and our children, but why not aim for the best? Like, don't you want that for your kids to, to like say, look, you are so important. You are so amazing. You're so precious that you shouldn't, that guy doesn't deserve you. That oh, listen, girl doesn't I, I, I got to you. tell
2: you this just to your point. My daughter is 17. In my opinion, I fought with Danielle about this time and time again. She's way too young to be in a serious relationship, but she's in one. And her boyfriend is a great kid. His family are beautiful people. They're very wealthy, nice people. Uh, they live in London. She's in London right now for the next 13 days with him. She's going to go to school there. She's going to move there. And I've decided that if she's happy with him and he's a good kid, smart kid, good family. I'm not going to get in her way because I would much rather her be with a good person, someone I can trust, and exactly what you're talking about rather than going from sorority party to sorority party, hanging out with all these fraternity lowlives and doing all that type of thing. So the choice was do I allow my daughter to be involved in a serious relationship at a young age or do I let her do what kids do? And I got to tell you, I like the first choice better
9: absolutely if he's a good kid and he loves her and i've said it to my husband i said even if my daughter and i'm a catholic i'm practicing catholic even if she turns out to be a lesbian i don't care as long as that that you know lesbian treats her like gold and worships her and and makes her happy that's all that matters it doesn't matter black white whatever but the fact that they want to confuse our kids and the gender identities and vulva and make it so scientific and a biological thing when it's so so much more than that and we uh, Justin, not have
2: Justin, where exactly would you find the vulva in a woman's body? The vulva? Yeah. It's oh my the, god! Not, you can't buy. Uh, they have a Ramsey Volvo. Not no. the same thing.
5: It's inside <sighs> the vagine. Is that right? It's inside the vagina. You got it right? N-
9: no. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. It's, so outside, clearly, it's, it's just, outside. Where did you go to school? It's
5: outside the vagina.
9: <laughs> He's from Chappaqua. They are like so left wing there. I would think that they would. Have, you would have seen some of these videos, Justin. Right No,
5: the only thing I know about that is where the clitoris is. Right. Okay. Great. All oh
9: right. my God.
2: Yeah. 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 Eight
9: thirty ay. in the morning. Heatball. <laughs> now <I'm>
2: <laughs> we've been up for like five hours. So for us, it's like <laughs> dinner time. You have to understand. But this is. But this is. This is the conversation that uh, that needs to be had. This was. A, this was maybe your greatest report ever ever ever
9: well i hope hopefully we inspired some parents listening maybe even some kids and it will give them a fresh perspective the next time they have a conversation with their child or even if they're going out to get drunk because i think people should hold themselves to such a high standard i always say men and women are not equal women are better we have to hold ourselves yes we are are we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard i
2: mean are you crazy (laughs)
9: Yes. But we have point, to hold ourselves to a higher you're, standard. You're, women
2: are crazy. You're, you're, you're insane, all of you. I'm telling you. Including my own are- wife, who I love dearly. You're crazy people. Crazy. They are
9: amazing people, and that's why we have to hold ourselves to a higher this standard, and that's why we can't. It's like a a woman's aye, 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 sexuality, aye. her vagine is like a piece of gum, right? You wouldn't those type of girls that give it out to anybody that asks for a piece. Yeah, you're not going to treasure it. You got to treat yourself like you're this most priceless diamonds in the world, well, and nobody deserves it. it.
2: Yes. I totally so agree. So that's right. that's
9: how we should look right. at ourselves. And right. people that sure. don't love themselves, yeah, you see it. They give it away to anybody that asks for it, and right. that's a. That's it's not healthy. Yeah, I, but mean, I wish maybe maybe I should teach a sex ed class.
2: Maybe I think you should. You're all over it. There you, well, there you did you, go. you did great today. Is this is this conversation to continue at five o'clock today?
9: i i I have no idea i probably (laughs) not we'll be talking about of course what's going on the crime wave sweeping the country the energy prices is russia going to invade ukraine john katzmatidi says no and he's been right so far the guy is like nostradamus we've been joking around but like he makes these like predictions these analysis and then they're right yeah so he does say that the prices on goods and gas is going to go even higher fasten your seatbelts so i'm i'm actually very worried so i would accept Suggest people start investing and doing what they need to do now. Because it's only going to get worse. But John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night, 5 o'clock, roundtable discussion. It's a great show. And that's why it's number one at 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it.
2: You're great. He's great. You're all great. Thank you. What a great report. This The
1: digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970. And also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com.
0: Please note the information provided. Does not constitute financial or investment advice.
2: Warning. Usually play this song for my cousin Norm Coleman from the great state of Minnesota. This is Prince. Folks, he was the best, he still is the best, he'll always be the best. As far as I'm concerned, Bill O'Reilly is the greatest in this job in the history of our business does a tremendous show on this station nine o'clock every weeknight you hear him every morning here at 725 he has his own website which is far and away the most trusted news site anywhere in the world today billoreilly.com great interviews great great tv great columns comes off that historic trip to texas and florida with president donald trump which is going to replay mind you on his website coming up this weekend, and his Killing Series, about as good as any book you'll ever read, all of them. And the new one is about to come out. With that said, here he is, my friend Bill O'Reilly. Now, Bill, last night, the Knicks built a 28-point lead. Bill is kind enough to take me to the game last night. Mind you, right, the, the seats are right on the court, gorgeous seats. And Bill says to me, you watch, the Nets are going to come back. I said, Bill, they got no offense, no Durant, no Harden, no Irving. He said, Sid. They're going to come back. Bill, No, Nostradamus, not just come back, they won the game.
1: Yes, call me Miss Cleo. (laughs) I am a seer. You know, the problem with the Knicks is that they don't have a player, a dominant player that controls the game. So they have good players. I mean, uh, Randall is good and and some of the others. But there's not one central force. Um, who can basically stop a disaster, which unfolded in the fourth uh, quarter, fourth period last night of the game? Um, I'm not a genius, but I I, I'm, I know sports uh, pretty well. I played four of them when I was a kid, and I could just see that uh, the net uh, the Nets are a young team, and if they uh, the first three. Periods, they didn't really um, pedal to the metal, but then in the fourth, boom, and the Nets and the Knicks couldn't stop
2: them. No, you did call that. I got to give you credit. That was a great time last and night.
1: I, and I, yeah, I might, I must tell everybody that yeah. Sid was mobbed. At the Garden by two guys from Brooklyn. <laughs> two guys from Brooklyn
2: mob shit. Oh, my God. You're right. Those are the only two. That was it. No, Actually, you no, missed. No. Everybody
1: <laughs> was waving at you. They no, didn't right. know a hometown guy. They
2: were waving at you. I was sitting next to you. you kidding me? You, we get up at halftime and you walk over to Tracy Morgan like you guys went to high school together.
1: I know Morgan for a long time, and, you know, he needs to be uh, slapped into shape sometimes, (laughs) and that's what I had to do.
2: Well, it's funny because we we inched our way to Mike Breen, who who, uh, you're very close with, as I am, and he was wonderful, and Ben Dundee and Jackson, and then you spoke to Tracy Morgan, but about three chairs away from Tracy Morgan was Spike Lee, and neither you nor I made an attempt to get anywhere near Spike Lee.
1: I saw him coming in, walking in. Um, and he hates me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I go, hey, spy guy, you don't know, I'm going to start it all right.
1: <laughs> So, you know, the yeah. conversation is a little tough.
2: That's fine. He hates you. That's fine. He hates you because you're always right. That's the bottom line. <laughs> and, and listen, what you, you know, we played your, your morning message this morning. Yeah. And you talked about how Franken putting your picture on his book and calling you a liar. Franken not that far removed from comparing the United States to Nazi Germany, which really upset my cousin Norm Coleman. But he speaks for a lot of the Democrats these days who you talk about liars. They wrote the book.
1: Well, I wrote a, you know, and we did the commentary on WABC, and I also wrote a uh, a message of the day on BillOReilly.com about this. So in America, if you're famous, you're hosed. I mean, you just can't win. Um, because the, and, and Palin will be able to appeal this, by the way, because the judge in her case uh, came out uh, before the jury came back and said, eh, I'm going to throw this out. I don't care what the jury does. Um, come on, you know, where are we here? Um, and so the New York Times gets away with another one. They certainly defame sarah Palin there 's no question they did, but then it wasn 't well you didn 't prove malice you know i mean that 's like somebody hammering a nail into your hand going, "You know, I really like you <laughs> what? malice why else would you uh, uh, comp- why else would you try to associate Sarah Palin, a conservative politician, with a heinous gun crime, yeah. There's no other reason to do it. He had nothing to do with the gun crime. So anyway, Franken puts me on a stupid book because he knows he wasn't going to sell any copies without my face on the cover <laughs> with a big headline, liar. And you know what the beef was? The beef was Franken said, t- telling his few readers that I wasn't raised in Levittown on Long Island. He oh, right, I was raised in an affluent suburb. Mm -hmm. which at the time my mother was still alive going, really? (laughs) She lived in the house until she died, the Leviton house. I told her I'd buy her any house on Long Island. She didn't want to move. Wow. So anyway, look, the point of the matter is that you can smear any famous person in this country and get away with it. And that's wrong.
2: Couldn't agree more. And you've been the victim of that time and time again. Let's uh, let's talk about this Durham investigation. Most people who listen to this station who are Trump supporters and Hillary haters absolutely 1,000% believe that she did, in fact, spy on the Trump campaign. We heard a bunch of people speak yesterday. They were convinced from Ron Johnson to others. What does Bill O'Reilly think?
1: Well, I don't think it's fair to say Hillary Clinton knew about it. I mean, she certainly might have known about it. But what is certain, what is a fact, is that the Clinton campaign paid money to people to illegally surveil the Trump Tower and after Mr. Trump was elected, the Oval Office. So, now, so so, say, so how so, could so, that
2: possibly happen without her knowing? How could somebody
1: pay? Him, No, nobody right. knew, okay? So people how could you possibly surveil the White House because the guy they used all right, had a contract with the federal government to do something on the machines that the federal government used. Now, I don't know exactly what he did or who hired him or how much he was paid because Durham, the special investigator on it, works for the Justice Department, hasn't told us that yet. But he wouldn't have come out – and said that the Clinton campaign did set up this illegal apparatus if he didn't have the goods on it, the facts on it, all right? So John Durham is not Al Franken, all right? Al Franken is anything he wants, and there's no factual backup, but Durham has a responsibility when he puts something out to back it up, and I'm certain he has it. But the right makes a mistake. By saying, well, Hillary Clinton did it. You don't know that yet. Because there are a lot of things that happen in campaigns, and Donald Trump, the same thing, where stuff is done, but the primary person doesn't know. Nixon didn't know about the Watergate burglars. All right, He didn't know about that. His crime was, once he was informed about it, and they were arrested in the Watergate hotel... Then he tried to cover it up, and he lied about it.
2: Mm, That's what he
1: got nailed on.
2: Right, right.
1: Okay? So I say to all my listeners on WABC and my viewers on BillOReilly.com and the readers of my column, if you want to have credibility in this world, if you want people to trust you, don't outkick your coverage, to use a football metaphor. Just go with the facts. But the facts here are damning. John Podesta, who was the head of the Clinton campaign, should be hauled in, and maybe he has been. By Durham, put under oath, and let's find out what happens.
2: Bill O'Reilly, about uh, five minutes to go. We talk about Joe Biden every week when Bernie's here, when Bernie's not here. And he's been talking tough the last couple of days uh, to Putin, to Russia. If you go into Ukraine, blah, 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 blah. He's about as intimidating, by the way, as uh, Pee Wee Herman, but that's his job. He's the president. Uh, Do you think, A, that Putin is intimidated, and B, do you think he cares? Do you think Russia will still invade the Ukraine? Okay.
1: First of all, my best to Bernie. I know he's listening, and uh, we're with you, and hang tough. Secondly, I don't think Biden has done a bad job on Ukraine. Is that right? Yes, because you don't – what you have to do is set up the punishment. See, this is what we don't do in New York City for crime. We don't do that. But Biden has basically said to Putin, if you invade Ukraine – We're gonna cut off all dollar flow into Russia. The ruble's gonna collapse. Your economy is gonna totter. None of your oligarch gangster friends are gonna be able to go anywhere because we're putting them on no-fly lists and you're gonna be hosed. Now, Biden has done that. And Putin knows that's what will happen. There's no way Biden can weasel out of it. He's gotta do it. And he will do it if that invasion comes. So the answer to the question is yes. Putin is somewhat intimidated by this enormous economic sanction that's going to hit Russia because Russia is a poor country. Its economy is no good. And yes, they have oil and gas, but who are they going to sell it to? China. Fine. You want yen? Nobody wants yen. (laughs) Everybody wants dollars. This world runs on U.S. dollars. So in this case... Biden has done the right thing, but I agree with you. He's so befuddled that Putin might say, "Well, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see."
2: Right, test him.
1: Okay, test yeah. him. Yeah. Whereas Trump, and this is part of the of the history tour that I'm streaming over the weekend on BillO'Reilly.com, Trump flat out said in the tour, and you'll hear it if you if you go and listen to uh, the highlight package we put together. I had a deal with Putin, <clears throat> and the deal was. You don't embarrass me, and I won't embarrass you. Right. And that was the deal because Putin knew, as did the Taliban, as did China, that Trump would. Capable of doing anything,
2: right. he said. I'll find your wife and kids. I'll kill all of you. So yeah,
1: he, he told mean, the Taliban guy, right. "You you kill one more American, and you and your whole family are going to be vaporized."
2: <laughs> I mean, that's great.
1: Yeah, that's like you know Don Corleone or Sonny exactly
2: Corleone. exactly yeah. right out but
1: of the Trump, Godfather. They yep. knew. Yep. If you embarrass Donald Trump, see that's always the key to his personality. People don't understand. You embarrass him, he's coming after you, and. Putin knew that. There were no troops massed on Ukraine with Trump. And the same situation was in play. Right. That Ukraine was leaning west and NATO was bolstering its forces. But Putin didn't do jack.
2: Nothing. Uh, And by the way, neither did Afghanistan and neither was uh, China with Taiwan. None of those things because Trump would have killed everybody. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) About 60 seconds to go. The other discussion you and I had courtside last night was Eric Adams, who, of course, referred to white police officers as crackers. He's called Rudy Giuliani's tactics racist. He's called Curtis Sliwa a flat-out racist. Now he's saying white journalists basically are out to get him. How could you be mayor of this city with all the issues and say things like that?
1: Uh, Are we going to have four years of whining by Mayor Adams (laughs) about skin color? Is that what we're going to have now? I, I guess. I mean, look, we got rid of that in 1954 when Willie Mays came to the polo ground. Okay? That, is,
2: that, that is such a great answer, Bill O'Reilly. A plus home run on that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Mayor Adams, if you're listening, if you've got a beef with the media, and I do, I think this is the most corrupt media in U.S. history. All right, if you've got a beef with the media, name the media, explain the beef. I'll be on your side if it's legitimate, but knock the skin color off with all. And I'm sorry about the pun, but you need to grow a thicker skin. (laughs) And it doesn't matter what color it is.
2: (laughs) Well said. Hey, uh, Bill, when can folks get this uh, latest book in the Killing Series? I know you gave me a copy already yesterday. It looks like it's going to be maybe the best one you've written yet. When is that coming out?
1: All right, Killing the Killers, A Secret War Against Terrorists will be out May 3rd. You can pre-order on BillO'Reilly.com, and we'll send you a "Regret Your 2020 Vote Yet" sticker. <laughs> I love a lot that. of laughs. You can have fr- fun with your liberal friends. <laughs> I love that. Order ten of them and just give them out. And then, um,
2: and then you're also going to uh, replay the Trump stuff on the stream on your website this weekend. Yes. Yes.
1: Beginning at 8 p.m. tonight, going through midnight Monday, President's Weekend. You can see. The Trump-O'Reilly History Tour highlights on BillOReilly.com. And I'm telling you, you'll see a Donald Trump you've never seen before.
2: Well, I must tell you that uh, I love hanging out with you. Last night was great. I really, really enjoyed it. You're brilliant on this show this morning. I mean it when I say it. You're the best ever. Thank you for another amazing performance. And I'm going to watch the ratings jump up when I leave the show at 10 o'clock. Thank you.
1: All right, Bernie. Always fun. Bernie. Sid, always fun. Best to Bernie. Bernie's yes. on my mind. Yeah, best I know he yes, I know. Thank like you, said, Bill. All okay, right, buddy. I love you. I care.
2: There he is, the great Bill O'Reilly, right here on Bernie and Sid. And Bernie, quite frankly, is on everybody's mind. We love Bernie. We wish him the very best.
3: I'm
2: Sprocket, something's always wrong at nine oh five. But uh, we did lose a city firefighter. I'm not sure. I'm sure Deb has covered it all morning long. Right now, Laura Kavanaugh is speaking. She is the FDNY interim commissioner because our good friend Daniel Nigro retired yesterday. In fact, he was on this show, which was uh, very very nice of Daniel. So I'm looking at a, a video now. She's speaking, Laura Kavanaugh, with Mayor Eric Adams and three people I don't recognize. But we did lose a city firefighter. I don't know if we know that person's name yet. Was uh, put Deb Valentine's mic on. Hey, Deb, can you hear me?
12: Yes, I can. Sid,
2: what's the latest on this uh, firefighter?
9: Well, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams and uh, Ms. Cavanaugh are holding a press conference at City Hall right, right. now. This firefighter had battled a two-alarm fire. In Far Rockaway on Tuesday, and there was some kind of a medical issue on Wednesday at his firehouse, Ladder Company 134, in Far Rockaway.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: And then he was rushed to the hospital on Wednesday and uh, died uh, yesterday. Like Unfortunately, it. he's um, this is unofficial identified as 33-year-old firefighter Jesse B. Gerhard, aye, aye, aye. And uh, so we, uh, we're we learning more of the press conference down at City Hall right now that we are monitoring. We'll let you know as more details become available.
2: That's a great job, Deb, Valentine. Thank you very much. 33 years old, uh, way too young. Well, that's why I'm in a bad mood today. Oh, that's why. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Fine. Gotcha.
5: Yeah, no, I didn't know why. There's other stuff. Yeah, so. right, exactly. Gotcha.
2: Well, I told you about it this morning, so and oh, she I asked did. and then she mentions Far Rockaway, which really gets me aggravated.
5: Right. I forgot. So. Yeah,
2: I know you forgot. Yeah. You didn't forget, did you? No, I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean the, the, the guests have come up huge today. Bill O'Reilly was terrific and Curtis Sliwa was great and Rob Shooter was great and actor Scott Bayo was coming up. I haven't spoken to Scott in a long time. And uh, you know, I changed my number months ago. And I don't think Scott Bayo had my new number. Scott used to come out, me and Bernie, once in a while. He's on Newsmax quite a bit. And I got a phone call from a Stephen Fox, California yesterday. Are you burping? I just did, yeah. Oh my God. Your whole body's like convulsing. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I will say, why uh why are
5: your text messages green now? Did I you... don't know. They used to be blue, right? They used to be blue and now they're green.
2: I don't know what's going on with my phone. I have no idea. It's, it's still an iPhone, right? Yes. Like I like I I was sending messages to Peter Gordio, for example, my friend the actor. And he wasn't getting them for days. And then there was one whole day where Danielle wasn't getting my messages. And they were blue, not green. And um, to that, now, like, people call, and the name is different. Scott Baio was Stephen Fox. And uh, the, the cab driver, Kenny, who I'm not going to be able to go with today. Kenny, if you're listening, I'm not going to be ready for you today. He calls in It's some Asian name, Kung Choi Bai or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. There's T uh, T-Mobile.
5: Yeah, I mean, Kong Choy Bai definitely doesn't sound like nah, Kenny.
2: No, not Kenny. Yeah, Nope, not Kenny. Those are two very Doesn't even names. look like a Kong Choi Bai. No. He looks like a Kenny.
5: Right. Yeah. I, I got right. Gene,
2: yeah. I got Kenny. I got two limo drivers. But um, this T-Mobile thing, is it's all screwed up. You know.
5: Yeah, you're going to have to figure that out because it's really, really annoying.
2: You know, I pay $123 a month for the phone, which is way too much money. I don't know why I pay all that money. I have no idea. I don't you're know honest. what the hell I get. Danielle's like, what are you doing? When I was on her plan, for example, I think it was like eighty bucks a month, and I had unlimited texting, uh, all the porn I wanted to watch, all that. What? I don't know. I don't know. Um, now,
5: well, it's probably because you're on it all the time. You use a lot of data. You have to pay for all the data you use. Really? Yeah. Like when you're not on Wi-Fi, you have to pay for that, like LTE oh. coverage. Yeah, but yeah.
2: it's always the same. It's always one twenty-three a month, no matter what. And now it was one twenty-three a month for a year. And then yesterday, I got my bill for this month one seventy eight. Now, where does that fifty bucks come from? Were you looking at extra nudie photos this time? I don't know. Oh, Jimmy and Kavaya says turn your iMessage on.
5: Yeah, that that could be it.
2: Ralph Capolatano says turn your phone on and we reset it. I tried that, so now the bill is one hundred and seventy eight. Did you try blowing on it? Excuse me. Like blowing on it, like you know.
6: Justin, like, Justin's making a reference to back in our day. Yeah. Uh, when you had the Nintendo 64 and the Game I used wasn't to do
2: that all game. the time. I used to blow inside the uh, 100%. Exactly. And you, to, you used to blow inside what? Yeah, the Nintendo 64. That's very funny. Shut up.
6: Back in our day, Sid. We'll teach you a thing or two. Back in our if you day. You stick yeah. with us. So I
2: don't know what's going on. T Mobile is just, just charging me for stuff. I don't know. Like, I know you're on this, these uh, cheating apps, you're on. Like WhatsApp <laughs> and us. Uh, cheating and, apps. Yeah, Hangout. What are these apps that you have on your phone that uh, Lisa's never seen, obviously? Uh,
5: you know, like Adult Friend Finder and all that right. stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so are those, are those extra money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are? Yeah. Like FarmersOnly.com? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. That's, it's, what? <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> oh,
2: that's where you No, seriously. That's like a dating uh, place for farmers, right? Exa- you got it. I can't imagine anything less attractive. Well, I shouldn't say that. Remember um, uh, Daisy Duke? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Barbara Bach? Dukes of Hazard. No, that was Jessica Simpson. No, that was the movie, stupid. Not the TV show. Uh, the, but now, now you lost. But me. that's a farmer, right? You would categorize her as a farmer, I guess. Yeah, or yeah, or, or like a rancher. See, I, I think She's like, like a rancher. When I think farmer, I'm thinking milk-fed big women, big big women. Not a sweatshirt at the University of Wisconsin big enough to fit them. You know what I mean?
5: Um. I'm sure there are more than enough of those out there. Yeah. I'm actually sure there's probably more of those
2: than Can you call T-Mobile and find out why my bill is so damn expensive? No, I'm not going to do that for you. Thanks. You know, I remember a story once. Stern uh, used to say that Baba uh, Bowie, his producer, he would do everything. He would get right. his laundry. He would go to the dry cleaner. Right. He'd get him, And then I ask you to do very little, really, outside the right. show. And whatever I do ask you to do, you're always quick to say no. Well, the key, the key term there was is outside the show. Right. Yeah, but like, like other stuff, people do other stuff or their hosts that are outside the show, in an effort to. You know, make sure the relationship is great. Well, that's why I have underlings. I can send them to do things for you. Give me an example of an underling, of one of your underlings here in this office.
5: Uh, that'd be Luke Lagrano. Right and you think Luke
2: right. Lagrano wants to be described as one of your underlings? It doesn't matter. He he just was. Is that true, Luke? Are you less powerful than than um than Justin here?
6: I say in the, in the hierarchy of of where we work, yes, but I tell Justin what to do all the time. So, so who's what's,
2: really in charge? Well, I'm just curious. What is the, the hierarchy? How does it go? Of all the guys on, on our show, for example, take me and Bernie out of it, who's like the most powerful and who's got no authority, zero, none?
5: Um. Well, I mean, I'm the executive producer. So,
2: so you have a lot of power.
5: I, I would. Right. Yeah, I have uh, as, as much power as I'm ever going to have. Right, right. Um, and then you know, I mean, Matt Meany's obviously well, 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 involved you in, say, our, in like, our are, you, are
2: you able to walk into John Katzamatidis' office or Chad Lopez's office? Or if you have a gripe, can you go to Matt Meany whenever you want? Like, do you have that type of power?
5: If I had a gripe, I, I would I would feel comfortable. The answer with doing is that. no.
2: The answer is no. You've got none of that. So I you, would
5: feel comfortable with with knocking on on uh, on Chad's door oh, if of I had of a problem. course you would,
2: and but he'd never open the door.
5: So, <laughs> uh, but right, you're the yeah. most powerful.
2: Who's next? What's what's the next one?
5: Well, uh, usually we have Mike Garcia on the program. Who's the Mike Garcia has got
2: no power. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Well, that th- poor th- kid. I'm just putting. I'm
5: just putting it in. You know, I'm giving in you order. the old okay. the old right. triangle offense.
2: Right. Here. So you are number one.
5: Garcia is uh, yeah. number two. Yeah. Right. And then Luke would be number three. But oh I, I do God. believe. I, I do <laughs> believe that there are changes coming. So we'll see what those changes entail, and uh,
2: we'll move forward. What kind of changes?
5: Uh, well, I believe that uh, at a certain point in time, in the very near future, yeah. I won't be the man pressing the buttons. You won't be? No. You're going to be the executive producer. Right. Right. Well, I already am the executive producer, but oh, right I'm now, sorry. Right I'm, now sorry. I'm the sorry? executive producer and the board operator.
2: Right.
6: I believe it was Montel Vontavius Porter who said, big things pop and little things
2: stopping." so you can expect that coming. Who's that person? I don't know. That was gibberish. Yeah. Well, I know the name. And th- the- and that's why I'm number three. I know the name of the guy. That's going to run the board when Justin leaves and just becomes the co- you know the the, the big macha, and he's a legendary name. That's all I'm going to say. I can't say anything. I'm, I'm, I guess I can. No one's told me not to, but I think I want to say it. he's a legend. A legend. I'm not even. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not kidding. And a lot of you folks out there who have loved me and Bernie for a very long time, you're going to go nuts. You're going to be so happy when you hear this name. Thanks, thanks for what? I don't know. Am I very, right? Am that, I very, I mean, that
5: was very complimentary of me. Not
2: well, listen, bro. I never would have moved you in the first place. I, <laughs> no, I, I I'm, think I'm, you're doing I'm, a great I'm, job I'm busting your balls. I think you're doing a great job. You know, you're not as famous as the person coming in, though. No, he's got tons yeah. and tons of experience. Tons, fame, experience. But you're, I mean, you're every bit as good at running the board. You're on your way to becoming that. He's already there. Right. But as long as you're still on the show, I can't lose you. No. I can't lose you. No. Well, Luke, I can't lose Luke. Everybody else is, you know, is, I guess he's fine. Sorry, right. Frank. Look at Frank. Look how may, I, I knew it. I was waiting for you to say something. Hey, I'm the
0: executive
7: producer of my own show, okay? What show was that? The early news. Oh, that's a great show with Deb
2: Valentine. Yeah. Oh, you're the EVP of that show? Yeah. We hand out EVPs in this place like Viagra uh, at a club on a but Saturday But I'm not night. the board
7: up. I don't do the board. I just sit there and I and I make sure everything. Who does the board for that show? Uh, Matt Blaze. Who? Matt Blaze. Don't even know. Oh,
2: okay. He's oh, a kid with the long hair? Yeah. He's a nice kid. Yeah. 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 All right. So everybody's an executive vice uh, That's it. Everybody here is an EVP. You don't, we only have like four of us here. What are you talking about? Who are the
5: four people? Uh, it's myself and then you have... Uh...
2: Matt Meany is the biggest boss of all. He, what, what is his title? Matt Meany the program director. Right, exactly. I
5: believe Rich Radabali's in the afternoon. Isn't
6: that right, man? Yes, Rich is in the afternoon. Dan as well. Wait a second.
5: How is
2: there somebody here? I don't even know who they are. I can't hear if you How is that possible? How, how, wait a second. Who is Rich Radabali? Radabali. You know
5: Rich Radabali. Come I, on. I, is that the kid who wears the Rangers? He's church? not a kid. That, that is a grown man. He's a grown man. Yeah. Why
2: does he dress like that? He doesn't dress like any. He comes in dress he nice. like a Ray of Ritzalene and in Ranger, oh. jersey all the time. No, nah, you're
5: we're, you're thinking of a different guy.
2: Oh, that's Pete. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who the hell Rich is. No, I think honestly, Sid. I think you're talking about Philip. Oh, that is Philip. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right across the board. <laughs> I don't understand how me and or Bernie, but even me more because I'm here more, have, could have and cannot know everybody working here. I don't get it. Well, how are their names? Y- I don't know these people. Y- y- I've y- never y- said it. a goddamn word to Bo Snurdly yet. He hasn't texted me nothing. Yeah, but I, he... I, I, I could walk into him outside on the street right now. I wouldn't even know it's him. Bo Schnerdly. But you still don't want his clip of the days. Well, I'm just tired of it. That's right. It. right. I got bored. Right. So so it's Black History Month, so you gave me Dominic Carter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> tomorrow, who are we going to get? Tomorrow? Yes. It's cousin
0: Brucey tomorrow.
2: No, is it really? Have we ever had a Cousin Brucey clip of the day? No, that's kind of cool. We have actually. I like that. That's a good one, Matt. Thank you. Well, there's the uh, the breakdown of the hierarchy, and that's why the station uh, the show's a mess.
4: <laughs> yeah, because
2: <laughs> <laughs> there is no hierarchy. Everybody is an executive. Well, I'm thinking about once I'm, once I'm off the board, I'll sit in there with you. Hmm. You don't like that idea? Well, no. Huh, okay. Yes. What if I do it anyway? See, here's where you start to get crazy. Whatever power you think you've got behind the glass, you don't have the power that I've got.
5: Right. On on that side of the glass.
2: Correct. Right. So if I wanted you to sit, for example, with me, we could make that happen. Okay. If I didn't... You'll think about it? Yes. Okay. I'll think about it. How long do I have? Until what? Well, when do you want an answer? Oh. Now? Nah.
5: Five minutes? Nope. Six months? Eh, getting closer. Never?
2: Let's take a break. They'll start guessing on that uh, New York City message board, the radio message board, Alan Snippin, my friend, the dentist. They'll start guessing who this legend is that will be on our show. I think uh, Feb 25 is the date, right? That is the latest update, yes. People use that word, legend, and great way too much. I I do it. I'm guilty of that all the time. All the time. The great, the great, the great, the great, the great. This guy is legitimately that.
5: I did my research. He is... uh, He's the man. He's the man.
2: Again, if you're a fan of me and Bernie... And if you know where me and Bernie were reared in our career, then you 1,000% love this guy. Is that fair to say?
5: Yeah, I'm just hoping he won't need a lot of training, which it sounds like he won't.
2: Are you serious? Need <laughs> a lot of training?
5: <laughs> well, the, thing, the show clock. Are you not, nuts? Not on, how to, not on how to operate the ball. It's like saying, you, 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 teach Barry Bonds how to hit. All right, so then he'll come in. He's a Hall of Famer. He'll come in, and I'll just let him. I'll just let him ride. He's a Hall of Famer, bro. I'm just going to let him ride. I'm just going to let him figure it out.
2: I can't believe what you just said. I mean, it's just—it's incredible. Incredible? Yes. I mean, you're—you're you're very good at what you do. You've gotten—you've be- gotten better, and I love working with you. And you're in a very integral part of this program. But this guy's like—he's like Mickey Mantle. I he? know, but but I but, but you but have why? to understand. We
5: do—we do a lot. We have clip of the day. We have sports. Things oh, move a certain way. The
2: guy ran a show that was on 200 stations. I'm not saying he ain't qualified. No, sounds that way to me. He's just saying he's not Justin Ellick. Thank God he's not. Anyway, our next guest is not just an Alec either, but he's brilliant. He's still uh, adorable and very, very good looking as he was way back when in Happy Days. And Joni loves Chachi. He's become a really good friend of mine and Bernie. He's on this show quite a bit, and and he's actually sane. Living in Hollywood, where I'll be March twenty first, shooting the Gemini Lounge, and sane. Here he is, our good friend, handsome Scott Baio. Good morning, Scotty. How are you, pal?
11: Good morning, gentlemen. How are you?
2: Well good. Bernie's uh, not feeling well, so it's just me just sit today. But it's it's great to talk to you. So so tell me this uh, this one man show, like Chaz Palmanteri does in a Bronze Tale. Your one man show. What what is that all about?
11: Well, it's about um my life, my career, pulling back the curtain on Hollywood, telling some great stories, talking about the people that got me and helped me throughout my career. But really what this is, you guys, is is it's a thank you. To people that have given me an amazing life and I wanted to share stories with them and have them ask questions and just have a conversation because a lot of times you guys you know you meet people and they have such great questions and stories about me and I'm totally totally shocked by it always that people still will watch my stuff or that they'll they'll remember and I thought, you know what, what what better way to, to to thank them than to just sit down and have a conversation. You know, that's really yeah. all I'm doing and and um and I mean it I mean it from the heart because um um I, I've had a great life and I'm sixty one friggin' years old and I don't have that much runway left, you know what I mean? Are you
2: sixty one?
11: Yes, I'm 61. Damn it! Yes,
2: well, you look like you're 30. Fine. Charles in Charge is also a great show. You still look great. I mean it, Scotty. You look like you look like you're back on the streets of Brooklyn circa 1977. But uh, 61, my God. So you know, it's funny. I saw Henry Winkler on television about a week ago. He comes on this show once in a while, and uh, he's the finds. He's a man, and he, you know, you grew up with with Henry. And, um, well, he's such a wacky liberal. um, Whenever I see him on TV, I I almost can't believe what he's talking about. So, uh, like, when Scott Baio, do you talk to some of these old castmates on Happy Days, Charles in Charge, folks that have gone completely uh, opposite from what your political philosophies are, or do you stay away from that stuff?
11: Um, We'll talk about it occasionally, but I, I have to give Henry Uh, so much credit because the way he handles that, I mean, he was asked about my political beliefs during the whole Trump thing. And and the answer that he gave is an answer that I think everybody should give. He said, listen, I don't agree with Scott politically, but I love him. And I feel the same about Henry. I love the guy, but I just disagree with him. And he's, you know, he has a different belief than I do, which is fine, which is totally fine. But, you know, you and I think alike. And we're right, but, you know, we just have to to convince more people.
2: No, I know. And then, of course, I'm curious about uh, Richie Cunningham, Ron Howard, who I remember uh, many years ago somebody said, who would have ever thunk that uh, Opie... And Meathead and Laverne would turn out to be the three best directors in Hollywood. But there was a time there where that was the case when Penny was still alive, God rest her soul. But uh, Ron Howard, what is that relationship like uh, now, if there is one?
11: Um, honest to God, I, don't, uh, I hardly talk to anybody from that show. Not, uh, not for any other reason than your life, you move on. And yeah. I, I, have, you know, I have feeling for all of them. Ron was good to me. Uh, but I, you just don't. I mean, it's like moving from one neighborhood to another. You say you'll keep in touch, and then you don't. You make new friends, and,
1: right? Right.
11: And that's and that's pretty much how. But Henry Henry seems to be the one that I'm that I am uh, probably closest to. I'll talk to him occasionally, but he's a damn busy guy.
2: He's a very busy guy. I know. So what are you doing these days? I, you know, every now and then I see a name pop up besides this one man show. I mean, you're 61 again. You've been involved in some of the greatest shows and. Television history, so your your resume is complete. You're done. But are you doing anything these days? Anything recent? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you're Thank done. You you're you're good. Done. you're good. You're good to go, Scotty.
11: <laughs> well, first of all, let me just say that on March 7th at the Broadway Palm Theater in in Fort Myers, Florida, um, I'll be doing the show called "How Did I Get Here." Wow. And then on March 10th in uh, at calandra's Il Vecchio Cafe in Caldwell, New Jersey wow what? i will be doing uh the same show how did i get here but for the first show you got to go on eventbrite.com yep. or the fallen officers because the, the the these shows are for um the first show i'm doing is to benefit the fallen officers it's a great organization uh, organization and so you can call you can go to the fallenofficers.com or eventbrite.com anyway that's what i'm doing now but he you know i have I have been so lucky, and God has been so good to me. Hmm. I have the the uh, the privilege, or the luxury, of hanging out with my daughter and my wife. Yeah, and I, I yeah. take my daughter to school every day, and I pick her up most days, and I take her to play golf because she's a big golfer. How old is she now? She's fourteen.
2: Fourteen. Uh, my son yeah. is thirteen. I know exactly now. My daughter. I have one daughter too. She's seventeen. And I just dropped her at Kennedy Airport, Scott, on Sunday night. She has a boyfriend who lives in London. She's oh going God. to uh, uh, Scott, oh, God. She's going to college next year, and she's going to London. She's going to move to London. The boyfriend's there. She's a great kid, a student, also a big-time tennis player, grew up in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, but, and I, I would pick her up from tennis practice. I'd take my kid to school. I know exactly what you're saying. Those are the moments that define all of us, and those are the best moments in all our lives.
11: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I agree with you. I am. I can play with play golf with her. I can. I can do things with her because I know so many guys and women that they're working all the time. That they don't. Just, they're not with their kid at all. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, why would you have a child if you're going to do this? But look, I'm lucky. I'm super lucky. And some people want kids and they have to work hard. And I get it. Right. But you got to make time for for your children. You just do. And I, I am lucky enough to have that. I mean,
2: look, they, they still play uh, Happy Days on uh, one of these other uh, TV channels or something. You've got to get about a million dollars an episode every time they replay it, something like that. No,
11: a little less. A little, a
2: little less. less. <laughs> a little less. So, one of the reasons uh, why we became friendly, besides the fact that I'm an admitted fan of yours uh, from way back Thank when, you. I am, Thank you. and you're a Brooklyn kid and you're great looking and a terrific actor, uh, was the whole Trump thing. You're on with Meanie <laughs> Bernie quite a bit during that whole run. You spoke at the Republican National Convention when he beat Hillary Clinton. You've got to be sick, Scott Baio, with the direction of this country with Joe Biden in charge. Sick.
11: Yeah, um, I'm not thrilled about it. (laughs) Listen, I'm a a simple man. I want simple things. I want to feel safe. Um, And I want to have people come into this country that um, come here legally I want the crime to be fixed, and I want the homelessness to be fixed. Everything, everything outside of that we'll deal with later. I just want my daughter, my wife, and myself to not look over our shoulders every time we go grocery shopping or go to a restaurant. Um, I don't want to live like this. And it's, whether it's the local DAs, whether it's coming from the president, wherever it's coming from, it needs to stop. And I and I and I think we're at the point now, and I hope we are, where where Americans are saying, you know what, we're done, because I personally I personally don't think, and I don't mean this in any way bad or uh, negative, that anybody listens to the president anymore. I just don't think you do.
2: I agree with you. I don't think anybody does either. And and the way you describe your life with your beautiful wife and, and daughter. You would have thought you lived in Brooklyn still. Now, you're out in California, and we know that California and New York are the same animal, whether it's Gavin Newsom or Kathy Hochul or Garcetti or Bill de Blasio or Eric Adams, for that matter. It's the same animal. You describe your life in Los Angeles, Scott, the same exact way we describe our lives in New York. And the word is scary.
11: Yeah, And, and, and it's not necessary. It's just not. I mean, we have the tools. We can do it but we i think i think we've gone so woke that it's probably i hope it starts swinging back the other way where it's going like okay we get it we get it you 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 guys have crazy ideas fine but we're going to take care of people yeah. we're not going to take care of criminals we're going to take care of people that are good decent citizens of the country the criminals you commit a crime you go to jail yeah
2: Sorry, yeah. I mean it seems pretty pretty easy. So, uh, have you been over the last couple of years? I know this is a question you've been asked a million times. It's annoying, I get it, but it's obligatory in this conversation. Have <laughs> you <laughs> have you been ostracized by a lot of your friends and other sure. people in Hollywood? You have. they they've yeah. said they say flat out to you, Scott, I wouldn't hire you if you were the last actor left alive today.
11: Uh, I'll give you a story. Um, I was. A friend of mine. The short. The short story is, I, I a friend of mine contacted somebody at ABC, and to do it to do some type of show, and a woman named I think Dawn Soleil or Dawn Solaire, wrote back in an email to my uh, friend that I was going to do this this, this uh, show with. I don't want anything to do with Scott Trump Bayo. Oh my God, Trump Bayo. And I thought, wow. Now, could you imagine if that was? scott obama Bayo, mm. or scott Clinton. i mean mm. it's it, it's insane so of course i've been marginalized of course i've been ostracized whatever you want to whoever you want to put it but i said i said when i came out for trump in 20 uh 2016 i said i don't care if i ever work again mm. and i meant it
2: yep you did no you 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 spoke it You've walked yeah,
11: it? I said that.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Did. You did. And uh, by the way, you're a hero to a lot of us so because of that. So that show sucked anyway. I saw it on ABC. It was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I even made it. I have no idea. So, for, so, but for folks, one more time, you'll be in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, Caldwell, New Jersey, the one-man show. Give out all that information so folks can check you out.
11: March 7th in uh, at the Broadway Palm Theater in Fort Myers. Uh, go to eventbrite.com or thefallenofficers.com or March 10th. I'll be in uh, at the uh, Calandra's Ilvecchio Cafe on March 10th, um, and you can go to their website. I, I can't remember their number offhand, but it, it's a fun show. It's just a fun show. So March 7th, Fort Myers, March 10th, Caldwell, New Jersey. And I think I said everything I was supposed to say. I sound like Joe Biden.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You were great. I, I love when you come on. I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk yesterday and please come back more often. Continued success. Best of luck to your beautiful wife and child as well. And, Live your life, Scott Bale. You've earned it, and uh, we love you here on Bernie and Sid. Thank you so much. And hey,
11: listen, you got my number. Anytime you want me on, let me know.
2: Thank you, buddy. Thank you so yep. much. The great actor, Scott Bale, right there. Looks like a million bucks. 61 years old. God bless him. And uh, like he said, we're on the right side. Both right as opposed to left. See what you did there? And right as opposed to wrong. What did I do there?
5: I don't know. Now you're confusing people. <laughs>
1: Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers
0: and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters.
3: You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie.
5: It is indeed time to play the game, not beat Bernie, beat Sid. Brought to you by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to peerlessboilers.com or paviliontankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built. Boilers. Today, our lucky contestant is Jim in North Brunswick. What's going on, Jimmy?
10: Hey, good morning, good morning. Everything is all good.
5: All good over there? Yes. yes. You're feeling good on this, uh, what is it, Thursday morning?
10: Thursday morning, yeah. Listen to you guys.
5: Well, we we appreciate that, Jimmy, and uh, thank you for listening. Retired post office worker. Yes, yes, yes. All right. How was that? Did you, you have a good career, a good professional well, career?
10: Look, if you're not going to be in show business like you guys are, if you're not going to be in the medical field, if you're not going to be a teacher, the next next best thing is the post office. You, you make know, a good living.
5: Yeah. Well, you know, Newman used to say that all the time on yeah. Seinfeld. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right,
10: right, right, right. They give you I'm, a thrift savings plan. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good medical. It's, it's good.
5: Good. Good. Well, um, I'm happy you're happy, Jimmy. All right. Yeah, you ready to get into the game today?
10: Yes, sir. All Let's right. It.
5: Let's give you your best shot. Here yes. we go. Number one. Who was the head coach of the 1980s Showtime Los Angeles Lakers?
10: Uh, Pat Riley. Bang!
5: Off to a hot start.
10: Mm-hmm.
5: Good stuff, Jimmy. You
10: yeah. like ba- you-, you watch basketball? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. big, yeah. fan. Big, big sports fan.
5: Who doesn't, honestly?
10: It mm-hmm. doesn't. All right, number two.
5: What Bruce Springsteen tune from a 1993 Tom Hanks film won the Grammys, Song of the Year, and the Oscar for Best Original Song?
10: All right, I right. I've seen the movie, but the song. Ah, oh, boy. At 69 years old, the memory isn't that good. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just take a guess. "America the Beautiful."
4: Wrong. You two-legged bag of
10: ants.
5: Streets of Philadelphia would be the correct answer. Okay. But I guess if you don't listen to a lot of Bruce, you know.
10: No, 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 no.
5: Exactly. All right. On to number number three, buddy. Here we go. Elvis Mm. Presley passed away on August 16th, 1977. And on the same day, 41 years later, in 2018, what soul music icon
10: passed away? 2018? Yes. Um, Arisa Franklin? (laughs) Ah!
5: now. Two for three star. Okay. Hey, listen, with the way Sid's been going, uh, you you might be able to quit the game now and still come out on top.
12: All right, we'll
5: see. We'll see, we'll see. All right, here we go. Uh, On to number four, who was the member of first season of the TV show, The Apprentice? Excuse me. Who was the member of the first season of the TV show, The Apprentice, wrote a tell-all book in 2018 in which she gives an insider's account of the Trump White House.
10: Ah, uh, yeah, I, I know it, I know it, yeah, it's but close. the name, yeah, 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 the mm-hmm. African-American um, lady, um, oh boy, um, I'm just, um, just the name, um, Mosina. Oof. Wrong, you two-legged uh, back of
5: Close, it's a tough name to remember, Omar, right.
10: Omarosa. The Omarosa, yes.
5: Amor, um, Omarosa Manigault Newman is the full name, wow. but uh, we, we would have taken, we would have taken uh, you at Omarosa. All right, here we go. Number five, two for four. Let's see if we can come out with a three for five score today, Jimmy. The University of Miami is located in Miami, Florida. But in what state is Miami University located in? Ohio. All right, Jimmy, with a nice showing, three for five on the day. All right, how about that? That's hey, that ain't that ain't bad. That no, is no, not no. bad,
10: brother. No.
5: All right. So uh, we'll get Sid back in here, and we'll see how he fares. He's doing his sure. little, doing his little strut down the hallway that he loves so much. <laughs> I'll put you on hold here for a second, Jimmy, All and right. uh, we'll get Thank back you. to you. Okay, thanks, Bud. Thank you. What's uh, what's going on? Over I have to there? read this.
2: Okay, hold on a second. You always have to read. Maureen something. Vernon on my Instagram, Rosenberg She took a guess as to who the person is. She got it right. She got it right. Yeah. When she said, "By the way, you're the most, without a doubt." The most authentic, honest, fearless, truth-teller on WABC. Love, love you on your show. Handsome guy. She said that about you? No, about you. Really? Yeah.
5: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, we had about six or seven callers get it right as well.
2: Why are they calling? Because they wanted to guess. Don't put them on the air. Obviously. They're going to blow the whole... By the way, it's like the worst kept secret it's the dumbest I mean everybody you got to be a moron not to know this like a, like a moron not to know this
5: well especially if they've been listening uh, all these years
2: to me and Bernie right all right
5: you ready to play the game yep all right let's do it you got to get uh four right you went three for five think you could do it I'll do my best sexy all right well that's not saying much on to number one <laughs> who was the head coach of the 1980s showtime Los Angeles Lakers
2: Pat Riley <laughs> who need to replace that's an even better question when Magic Johnson complained, "I don't want this guy here anymore," Riley got the job from Paul Westhead. What's next? Okay, wasn't Sigmund? You know what Pat Riley you know was doing? He was in the booth doing the TV games.
5: Really? That's right. How about that? Yeah. Then he went on to uh, form the Big Three in Miami.
2: No, he well, he had to stop here in New York for us. Tonight. Oh, I, oh, oh he I, I know that. took the Knicks to the championship. I said yeah. he went on. I didn't say he did next. Good. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Ready for number two? No one knows sports history like you. Nobody.
5: I'm taking my talents down to South
2: Beach. Uh, you know what I was that night? I was on Larry King's television show, live from Jay Z's club in New York City. I was still working in Miami at the time, but he had me at, uh, at Larry. Larry King had me in New York, Kimball Camper in Miami, and Stephen A. Smith, at some other place. Yeah. And I reported live that uh, was he wasn't a, coming to the office. the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. A whole yeah. hour of television. I know. Oh. I was on it.
5: All right, anyway, here we go. What Bruce Springsteen tune from a 1993 Tom Hanks film won the Grammy's Song of the Year and the Oscar for Best Original Song? Great movie.
2: A lot of us learned a lot about AIDS on that one. Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm not going to give that to you.
5: That's not what the name, that's not what the song's called. What? That's not what the song's called. What are you talking about? The song's not called Philadelphia.
2: The streets of Philadelphia. All ah. right. Sorry. The movie was Philadelphia. Denzel was great in that, too, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What, what, what movie is Denzel not? Uh, that's in? a very good question. He's brilliant. You ever see Training Day? That's a good movie. Yeah, it was, it was overrated, and the fact that he won the Academy Award for that is kind of silly. But they had to give it to him something. I mean, he was so brilliant in Fences. Right. And it's like giving Lord. Leo the Oscar for Revenant. Right. Which was like the stupidest movie I've see ever see what seen. I'm saying? Yeah. Well, giving Clint Eastwood Unforgiven when right. he did The Outlaw, Josie Wells. Right. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay, number three. Yeah. Elvis Presley passed away on
5: August 16th, 1977, and on the same day, 41 years later in 2018, what soul music icon passed away?
2: Soul music, soul music. Damn, 2018, a soul music icon, BB King. Wrong, you two-legged ah. bag of ants.
5: And I could to give Aretha Franklin any R E S B E S. You know, I actually
2: watched that movie.
5: Oh yeah, with, uh, with Jennifer
2: Hudson. It was very good. Was it very
5: good? I didn't even know it came out years ago. Did really you hear JFK got assassinated? Yeah. Yeah.
2: The mo- That's right. Go okay. with that.
5: All right, here we go. Uh, Number four, who was the member of the first season of the TV show The Apprentice? Wrote a tell-all book in 2018 in which she gives an insider's account of the Trump White House.
2: (laughs) That's my friend Omarosa, who hung up on me and Bernard. By the way, for extra credit, who won that very first season ever on The Apprentice? I have no idea. Before it became The Celebrity Apprentice. I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. He married Juliana DePonde on the E! Channel. Still don't know. Benny Ippayani. Bill Rancic. Okay. He oh. owned a Chicago cigar store, and she became Juliana Rancic. She was on the show with Joan Rivers and Ozzy Osbourne's daughter. Anyway, that's fine. That. So that'll be the one thing I learned from you this month. Okay, And ahead. here we go. Right. On to yeah. number five. <laughs>
5: The University of Miami is located in Miami, Florida.
2: No, it's not. It's in Coral Gables.
5: Okay, fine. Yeah. But in what state is Miami University located in?
2: Idiots. It's called, it's not called Miami University. Ben Watlisberger went there. It's called Miami of Ohio. It's in Ohio. God, I mean, whoever wrote that question. It wasn't me. Who wrote it? Matt Meaney. Oh, he's smart. All right, did I win? Did you win? Yeah. you tied. He said if I get four right, I won. I got four right. No, you didn't. Yes, I did.
5: No, you got three right. No,
2: I got four. What?
5: What four did you get right?
2: I got uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. I got Miami of Ohio. I yeah. got Omarosa and Mookie Wilson.
5: You're right. You did get four right. Thank you. So you win. What do I get? Nothing. Here's Jimmy.
2: Hey Jim.
10: Hey Sid. A pleasure. A pleasure. I'm a Brooklyn boy too, Sid. Uh I what point? Went- uh, Bay Ridge for Hamilton High School. You oh. went to Poly Prep from not yeah. too far.
2: Yeah, 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 of course, of course. So, and you live now in, uh, oh, in so North Brunswick?
10: Brunswick. Yeah, I had to get out. You know, Central Jersey, you know, better schools for the kids. No, know, it's nice.
2: So. I, but North Brunswick is very, very nice. I used to play basketball uh, on Tuesday nights at a church uh, in North Brunswick, actually. It's a lovely area, wow. lovely. So.
10: Yeah, yeah, not too far from Rutgers. Go to the basketball yes. game, football. You know. Oh, cool,
2: cool. All right, Jimmy. Well, thank you for listening to the program. Thank A you for pleasure. playing today. God bless you, pal. God bless thank you.
10: Thank you. Thank you. A
2: pleasure. All right. Take care. That's Jim from North Brunswick, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We close out this epic Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid right after these words.
1: Beat Bernie, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC.
2: so if you only do one thing today like this song you can play it come undone by duran duran if you only do one thing today one besides send justin ellick a naked selfie I don't know what that was. I mean, I'll, I'll take them. I know, of course you will. Uh, <laughs> I'll take them. You have to go to um, Amazon for Barnes & Noble or Simon & Schuster and buy my book. Uh, I don't think it'll be out until about August because of the supply chain shortage. But you can pre-order the book today. It's great. I'm telling you, it's a great book. If you're a Trump supporter, you're going to love it. A lot about why Donald Trump, despite me not being a fan early on, Turned out to be a great president. And why this administration is now the worst ever. Worse than Jimmy Carter. That's all in the book. How I feel about Tom Brady. Reality television. To um, relationship with me and my dad. To me and my son. To my wife and daughter. To a whole bunch of stuff. Bernie McGurk wrote a great forward. I mean a great forward. Johnny Russo wrote a great book. And you're going to love it. Now, of course... As we get closer to the book coming out, we'll have all kinds of parties and signing parties. And, you know, we'll we'll do the whole thing. Drugs and uh, farm animals. What? What? It'll be great. But uh, for now, just pre-order the book. And and, uh, if you get it, I'll sign it. You can can send it to me and I'll sign it. Somebody asked that. Pat Adler. She's on that uh, message board quite a bit. Nice lady. She asked if they buy the book, will I sign it? And, of course, I will. I mean, you have to send it to me. I'm not going to go looking for you, but I will absolutely sign it. So, it's exciting, right?
5: Yeah, I want a little handwritten note.
2: You're I'm in right. there. You're in the book. I say a lot of nice things about John and Margot Katz and Matitis, deservedly so. Chad Lopez, lot, lots of nice things about Chad. And you're all mentioned, all of you uh, people.
5: So. All of us people. What do you mean by you Well, people?
2: it was a great show again today. I was in a bad mood, but still gave you four hours of tremendous radio. Not good, great. Tomorrow will be a great show again. From my whole crew here, thank you, everybody.
0: Info
2: at gabolaw.com. Gabolaw, Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.